Best show time. Right? You ready? You got your house in order? You ready for the best show? Mike? You ready? Dudio? Way too enthusiastic, but let's not judge enthusiasm, Tom. Enthusiasm's positive. You might feel like he's got an angle, but I did hear Dudio saying it won't be long. And then he ran his, he was saying to someone, he didn't realize I was behind this uh, curtain listening to him talk. He said it won't be long. And then I, I was see, could see through the curtain and he ran his finger across his throat. So, I gotta watch my step. But what I'm gonna do tonight is just sit back, do an episode of the best show while enjoying this sandwich the Dudio made for me. Not sure what this stuff on it is. Seems to be sizzling. Weird. Kind of like glowing, I guess more than sizzling. Like almost like it's toxic or something. I don't know. He wouldn't poison me with this sandwich. Sure, he's never made me a sandwich before, and now he's saying it won't be long and ran his finger across his throat. And now he tells me to eat just eat this sandwich. That I'll love it. <clears throat> and then Mike wanted some of it, and then Dudio knocked it out of uh, Mike's hands. Said, no, not yet. Said, you're next. So you'll know in March if this show is basically Dudio and his crew, the Crudio, Dudio and Crudio, the best show starring Dudio and Crudio, with a special tribute to the late great Tom Sharpling and the late great AP Mike. No, not going to happen. Not on my watch. Not my studio.
How's it going, Best Show fans? Another episode back here on a Tuesday night on this rainy late November evening in 2016. Why am I time stamping the shows now? With information like that? I have no idea. No idea why. I just figured paints a picture because I am a painter, but I paint with words are my oils. Oils? Is that a paint? People paint with oil? What's the other kind? Watercolor? And then what's the other kind? Acrylic? Oils are what I paint with. And your ears are my canvas. So let me stick my paintbrush into, uh, get a nice glob of paint going here. And then I'm going to smear it all around your ears. It's way inside your ear canal, right? So that glob of paint is going to dry and you wait, no, that's, no, I don't want you to go deep. Then you'll just have to scrape it out with, uh. An ear trumpet. The phone number, 201. What is it? 332? 3484. 201-332-3484. I don't know. I I lost track. Mike took the board that has the phone number on it. Because he wanted to show it off to all his buddies. And uh, God knows what. He couldn't just write a file card with the number on it and show that to him. Yeah, dude, that dudio got it back from Mike. Thank you. No Pat tonight. Pat still on assignment. He will be back next week. Tonight is the final night of No Dude Vember, in which no dudes can call. Sorry, dudes. But the topic for tonight, which you can you can uh, t- t- tweet to if you're a dude, you can tweet it to me, and then I'll mention it. We're talking about right roads and wrong roads. You know those times in your life where you went and you made a decision and then you look and you're like, where'd I go? This was the best thing I could have ever done. I made a call. I made a decision. Best thing I could have done. Or there are ones where you're just like, oh no, that did not go well and things are getting worse because I said yes when I should have said no, or I said no when I should have said yes. Right road, wrong road. Call up with your right road, wrong road stories. Music, what did we just hear? From a single. By a band called Made in Japan. They were, it was LA Power Pop from 1979. Song's called Instant Hit. Unreleased, 
until now, by the people over at Hozak Records. Hozak's such a good label. They put all the best stuff out. And it says here that uh, the song was featured in the cult slasher film New Year's Evil. Not a big horror fan. I didn't see New Year's Evil. Who's good here, Mike? Line two. And Mike's got a bone to pick, too. Boy, oh boy, does he have a bone to pick. So anyway, instant hit by Made in Japan, a single put out by Hozak Records. And starting us off, my bro, Michael Cronin, from his third album, MC3. We heard Turn Around. Great album by a great guy. Came out last year. We're all ready for that next Michael Crone album. Came out on Merge Records. Merge Records. Let's go to the phones. See what's what here. Best show. Hi. Hi. Hello. My name's Steve. D or Steed? Steed. Steed? Can you spell, can you spell your name? S-T-E-A-D-E. A couple months ago we talked about, um, fire. S-T-E-D-A-E? S-T-E-A-D-E. S-T-E-A-D-E. Steed. That's right. How are you, Steed? Good. It's good to hear from you. How are things going? I can't remember. What part of the country are you in, Steed? Um, Georgia. Georgia. How's the weather down in Georgia right now? It rained today. It rained? Did you ever hear that song? It's a rainy day in Georgia. Did you ever hear that song? Mm-hmm. No. You should check it out. But you're too busy listening to 21 Pilots. Right? No. You're too busy listening to... Who? Who are you listening to? Hmm. I usually listen to old songs. Old songs? Really song. Like, what's a really old song? Like, uh... That song? Songs from the 60s or 70s. You know it's a good old song you might like. Ah, oh, Camptown Races, sing this song. Do da, do da, right? Bet my money on a Bobtown rag all the yeah. do da day. You know that song? Yeah. So not songs like that. Not songs like that. No, like what's a song you like to listen to, Steed? Hmm. Maybe a bit of hip hop and. Disco. Like who's a who? Like what? What's a song that's your favorite song to put on when you're in a? Say you're in a bad mood. What's a song that puts you in a good mood, Steed? Thriller. Thriller. You like the song Thriller? Mm-hmm. What's your favorite part of it? When the zombies start dancing. Yes. Boom! 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 Right. 
Right. Yeah. Thriller. Okay. Anything else? Hmm. I just wanted to talk about um about the multiple jobs you have. You want to talk about the multiple jobs I have? Yes. Well, this should be interesting. Please tell me about the jobs I have. I want to know what you think of them, and I'll tell you what I think of them. Well, I know you work on Steven Universe, and sometimes in Adventure Time and other shows. Yeah, I do vo- some cartoon voices on those. Mm-hmm. And that's fun to do. It's fun to watch them. Well, it's fun to do them. Honestly, any bloopers when you just mess up? Are there any bloopers? Yeah, there are. There are tons of bloopers. Because you know what? I'll be doing a thing and I'll I'll mess it up, and then I get so mad at myself, and I start cursing. I don't curse on the radio, but I'm telling you, you listen to me in that booth. You you think you were you were listening to uh, uh, like a. Yeah, you'd think you were in a, in a, in a, 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 a locker room. Uh, like you, you think you were in, a, like, it's like, a, it, it, I, I lose my cool. I start mm-hmm. yelling at myself. Yeah. 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 It's not cool to lose your cool, Steed. I know it isn't. How do you keep your cool when you get frustrated? What do you do? Honestly, I just tap my feet. You say the what the what? I tap my feet. You tap your feet? Mm-hmm. And that reminds you to keep your cool? Mm-hmm. Hmm. And where'd you come up with that? You don't know? Mm-hmm. All right. All right. Well, look, Steed, I forget, you're in school still, right? Mm-hmm. What grade? Fifth. Fifth grade. Eleven. You're in fifth grade. That's a good grade. My birthday was just a couple weeks ago. Your birthday was a couple weeks ago. Mm-hmm. Well, Steed, I want to say to you, happy birthday. I can't do any more of that because it's still legally the, owned by the Hill Sisters until the rights are clear. Then. What's that? Just makeup on them. Happy, happy birthday. Like when you'd go to like an ice cream place and they would like sing some fake birthday song. Like, happy, mm-hmm. happy, happy birthday, birthday. It's your birthday. It is bad one. Steed, I had this thing when I was a kid. There was this place called Farrell's Ice Cream, right? Do you have a favorite ice cream place you like to go to? Um, What's that? Stone Creamery. Cold Stone Creamery. Mm-hmm. You know why I don't like Cold Stone Creamery? Because they're always fighting with the ice cream there, right? Mm-hmm. It's like the, it's like it's like a boxing match. It's like the the person behind the counter versus the ice cream, and they're punching it and slapping it. And one time I'd like to see the ice cream punch back, right? Mm-hmm. But let me tell yeah. you, when I was a kid, there was this place called Farrell's. And they uh, had these ice cream sundaes. And they had this one thing I wanted so bad to do. 
where they brought this basically this uh like a uh you ever see like what a horse eats out of like a trough that a horse eats out of yeah like they would bring a trough filled with ice cream over the table and it was called if you could if one person to eat that whole thing you'd win the big pig award and my whole life i wanted just a shot at the big pig award but my parents wouldn't let me do it they wouldn't let me go for it maybe cuz they didn't want to spend 45 dollars on ice cream when i came up a little short and didn't finish it cuz i think it was free if you finished it but I wanted to yeah. go for that big pig award. It haunts me to this day. I didn't get a shot. I'm like, Rocky, I just wanted a shot, Steed. All I wanted was a shot. In my my version of Rocky, for my life, if my life... Rocky was a movie about a boxer, by the way, Steed. Yeah, I've heard about it. I've watched some videos about it. There, did you see Creed? That movie Creed? No. Because that Creed is like a, a, a sequel to Rocky. Rocky Rocky is old in Creed. So, anywho, if my life was my if my life was turned into a Rocky story, it would be me at Farrell's on Route 18, eating this big this uh, trough filled with ice cream. And then suddenly, I pick up the last spoonful, right? Put it in mm-hmm. my mouth, and then all of a sudden you hear, right? As I'm yeah. like celebrating, and I'm holding my fists in the air at the the Rocky, like I'm Rocky. Then this is me at Far- this is me at Farrell's. Did you ever think about when you were a child how how big of a stomach kick you would get after eating that trough full of ice cream? I did it! I ate the ice cream! And then I didn't even know AP Mike yet, but he'd be there. And he'd give me a thumbs up. Good job, kid. I did it! I'm a big pig! So what was that, Steed? Um, wouldn't you get a stomachache after you ate all that? Yeah, oh, of course. No, my parents were doing the right thing. They were stopping me from doing something really disgusting. Because I'm talking about right road and wrong roads tonight, right? Like, Mm -hmm. you know when you make a decision and then suddenly you look later and you're like, wow, I made a bad decision. Or I made a good decision. My parents were looking out for me on that. They stopped me. Because think about this. I mess up. I say I try it. And I don't go the distance. But then I got this burning desire in me to go back. And then I go back two weeks later. And I fall short again. Then I train. Right? I'm at home training. Like the way Rocky was like cracking the eggs and putting them in the shake in the morning and like running the movie would start off with me doing that in like ten, in like a like a, a gray sweats except i would run to like friendlies i would only run to like a friendlies and then just 
sit down at a table and just eat uh, Reese's Pieces Sundays to get in shape. Then I would go back to Farrell's and finally do it. And then when I did it, it's like, well, what do I have to show for? Would I get a ribbon? It says Big Pig on it. That's really what, it's really what I'm striving for. A ribbon that says that I can identify myself as a big pig that I did it. Now, my parents were looking out for me. Right road. That's the right road for me. They put me, I was ready to go on the wrong road. These are the things I wish I did in my life, Steed. I wish I won that big pig award. That's not going to happen again. Farrell's is, does not exist. And I would literally die if I ate that amount amount of ice cream now. I eat a candy bar. I eat a candy bar and I get a headache now. So then the second thing would be that I wanted to do, I won't get to do. They used to have these cars that run along in the Holland Tunnel that you could like uh, uh, the Holland Tunnel is the tunnel that connects New York to New Jersey. And uh, they would have these like little transport cars for the tunnel workers that would zip by on this track above the – like like kind of like six feet above the cars. And then they, they pulled all those tracks out. That doesn't exist, so I'll never get to do that. And the only other thing is to play with a, a chimpanzee. I still can do that, right? Yeah. No bad decision I made in my life. What's a bad decision you made, Steed? Um, it was my parents. They were an amusement park when I was around seven, and I decided that oh, I, I just saw them going to a restaurant because I went a bit far from them. And I went into the restaurant. It was a different pair, different pair of adults. Mm-hmm. And for about 10 minutes, I had to go looking for my parents. And then finally, I saw them go at a place right next to the place I was at. So you saw a different pair of parents. You thought that was different. You thought your parents were were there, but it was different people? Mm-hmm. And then you went in. The, how long were you away from them? 10 minutes. And were you freaking out? I was freaking out. Yeah, that's scary. That's scary. I'm with you on that. I wouldn't like that. I hated getting lost as a kid. I hated it. And there were no cell phones when I was a kid. Do you have a cell phone, Steed? I just just got a cell phone that I'm calling from right now. Was that a birthday present? Yeah. Well, happy birthday. I hope you, you need to use it responsibly, though. You're not just going to call anybody. No, I'm not going to call anybody. Well, you can't also just text all the time on it either. Right? I really don't know how to text on my phone. Good. I think that's good. There's no rush. There's going to be plenty of time for texting. Well, Steed... I'm glad you had a good birthday. Please keep calling in. I I, I, I like when you call. It's fun to talk to you and and, and uh, see what's going on. You're on my contact list. I'm on your contact list. Well, that's a huge compliment. Thank you, Steed. 
Or you have a you have a good night. Hello. Bye. Bye. Shipping can make or break a sale, so optimize how you ship your orders with ShipStation. They make it easy to automate and manage orders, no matter how big your business grows. And they might even be able to help reduce shipping and warehouse costs. So optimize and keep up your momentum for growth with ShipStation. Sign up for your free 60-day trial now at ShipStation.com and use the code P-O-D. That's ShipStation.com with the code P-O-D. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Still got to hang up on him early. Kid couldn't be any nicer. Still got to cut her off a little bit. Never got that big pig award. What do you think, Mike? You think my parents did right by me? I don't know. I think I should. I think I could have worked that ice cream circuit. Right? It's going from town to town. But what would I do? Get a bunch of ribbons? Wait. This does not make sense. There's no money to be made in getting the uh, Big Pig Award. Ugh. Misplaced priorities. Misplaced priorities. The phone number 201-332-3484. Who's good here, Mike? And I want to say this thing with this mic. Look, usually he'll come in moaning about something and I either pretend I know what he's talking about when I've literally no idea what he's talking about or I realize he's making a mountain out of a molehill or whatever. But you know what? He came in. He's got a point this time. I'm with him this time. I stand. I stand with you, Mike. He's watching some some uh, uh, some exploitation show on. What is it on? On A and E. Mike's watching some like sleazy like true crime show on A and E. And then they're talking about the, this this murderer, the Long Island serial killer. And then they re- they they turn it into uh, uh, like uh, what is that called, Mike? An anagram, acronym, Lisk, L I S K, which is Mike's last name. So they do this thing. It's on the screen. It says Lisk, and now they're like people are worried Lisk was going to murder them. And Lisk still was on the prowl for more victims. And look, this Mike's already got. He doesn't need more, that's all I'm going to say. He doesn't need more grief. It'd be nice if something went smooth for this guy. But now he's got this thing that his people are coming and people are scared. They think he's going to get them. Have you got, what kind of reactions have you gotten, Mike? 
the last thing he needs. People asking, you know about this? Is this you? Are you a serial killer? What's the, what's the deal, Mike? And he's like, I didn't need this right now. So this A&E show, what's it called? The Killing Seasons? I gotta say, Mike was talking to one of the producers on, on Twitter. And I get looped into these things. I didn't ask for it, but suddenly I see I'm, I'm apparently having a conversation with this producer also. And she's telling Mike, don't worry about it. Don't worry. It's just a couple episodes. I don't know. I'm with you on this, Mike. Look, there's a lot of things I would worry about with you. Passing a bad check. Yeah, I would. Counterfeit money. Yeah, I would worry about that. Right? Illegal shrimp. Weird, unsanctioned seafood. Like that does not follow any U.S. Uh, any U.S. Uh, uh, counter balances. Yeah, I'd worry about all those things. Serial killer? Never. You don't have it in you. And Mike, you're welcome. It's the nicest compliment you might get tonight. Best show. Hey. Hello. Hey, what's going on? Not a whole lot. Hey, what's going on? What what are you, what are you buy, uh, buying a, a subway uh, pass from me? We can relax. Let's talk nice. <laughs> to whom am I speaking? This is Allison. Allison? Where are you calling from, Allison? Indianapolis. A haunted house? Mm, a little bit, yeah. I know where you're not calling from. A place that has WD-40 that you can put on a door hinge. <laughs> That's exactly right. That was the squeakiest door I've ever heard. <laughs> Squeak that door. Squeak that door again. I want to hear that again, Allison. All right, all right, all right, all right. That work? Yeah, that was. Uh, you need to. You should put some uh, some some uh, oil on that thing. All right, it's in my basement. I'll go get it later. All right, you know, you don't have to get it now. So what? Wh- what's going on, Allison? Hey, I got the best slash worst decision of my life that uh, myself and my husband made. The best slash worst decision that I missed the last part of what you said there. Uh, both my husband and I made this decision together. Okay. Well, I want to hear it. Well, let's hear it. I'm ready. Well, we, we quit our jobs that were very well paying jobs. Okay. And, um, that was six months, six months ago. Okay. Yeah, See, and we thought, like, great, we're done with the man. We're going to stop working for the man. Mm-hmm. Um, and now... But now we're trying to find jobs. So now you're kind of like, uh, excuse me, the man, uh, can, uh, we have a, can we, uh, uh, can you spare a few minutes for us, the man? 
we'd like to uh, take a look at our resume, the man. Well, look, if you were in jobs you didn't like, you got out, good. That's in your past now. You did the right thing. You were not having a good time at the job, right? Thank you. Yes, that's exactly right. So you did the right thing. You got out of a bad job. Was it the same for your husband? Well, a little bit. I mean, both of us were in jobs that, like, we were being paid for doing very little work, but we were just, like, done. We were just done working. I think we were just lazy. Yeah, I'm starting to wonder if you about this. So you were at a job that was way too easy. Uh-huh. And you were still kind of mad at it. Uh-huh. Yeah, I think I think that's pretty much it. Yeah. Hmm. And now you can't find a new job. Have you been yeah. have you well, been really trying hard to find a new job? You know, I guess my husband just got a job offer today, but I haven't gotten anything. Well, you got to get out there. Ah. Oh, you really are. You don't not sound I mean, what, do you want the job to show up on your doorstep? I guess so. Come on, Allison. You gotta, you gotta, <laughs> you gotta at least have one foot in, one foot in reality here. It's, okay, you know, fine. You kind of have to go find a job if you want one. <laughs> you're sitting, you're sitting there, you're like mad that the job hasn't shown up for you, and you're like, it sucks out there. No one, Brought a job to me. Cause I quit the last job because it was way too boring and easy. And I was done too quickly. Well, I don't know. I was there for eight years, so. Well, that's fine. Look, if you were not having a good time, if it was diminishing the quality of your life, and you mm. want to go, then you go. You get another job. You just gotta now go and get get another job. You gotta go uh, uh, get get into the grind and find one. Well, what job am I gonna get now? I don't know. What job? <laughs> what what am I? Uh, the, uh, have a crystal ball here? I thought that was kind of the point. I don't know. Well, let's figure it out. What do you want to do? Mm, I want to do what you do. Oh. Boy. Okay, well, this is less of a job, right? Yeah. This, you, you, what are you gonna take? You're gonna jump into the big pile of money I've made on the best show? You're gonna bang your head, I'm telling you that. (laughs) Better get ready, you're gonna get a nickel stuck to your face when you hit the floor. (laughs) There's like some loose change on the floor. What I've made from this thing. Third of my life. Third of my life. Is it a buffalo nickel, maybe? What's that? What now? <laughs> so is it a buffalo nickel? It's no, it's not a buffalo nickel. It's probably one of these fake uh, coins okay. that Mike and his cronies make out in Bayonne with their fake coins. Uh, okay. You ever go on the New Jersey Turnpike? They used to have these baskets that you'd throw coins in. Mm-hmm. Was that the Turnpike or the Parkway? Mm, I don't know. I know what you're talking about with the baskets. They used to have baskets, and and it was the funniest thing because there would be people throwing fake coins in that thing. 
there'd be people pretending they were throwing coins and just like doing the motion of throwing coins in it? No, no, they weren't. What's that? They weren't for real, just like like feigning throwing something in there. Yeah, yeah, they were. There are plenty of people doing that. I know people who did it. I'm related to people who did it. <laughs> How do you know they weren't doing it? Because well, I thought the whole point of it was that like, it counted the coins once it th- went through the machine. It wasn't just like the machine was watching. It wasn't there like there was a camera watching you throw something. You it was, threw like, it was the stuff in. There was it. no arm on those. Blocking. Oh. You went through and you... Oh, mate. I don't know, mate. Yeah. Hey, Allison, you don't know everything about this one. <laughs> okay, I guess I don't. I don't know, Allison. I feel like uh, before you hit the job market, you might have to... Uh, you, 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 you might have to uh, wrap your head around the, the marketplace and what it takes to get a job now. Funny enough, I worked for a company that worked for the marketplace. <laughs> for what? Who? The marketplace, Obamacare, the marketplace. So you worked for a company that worked for them? Mm-hmm. Okay, yes. well, look. Allison, best of luck to you in your search for a new job. If you Thanks, want this sir. one, if you want this one, you, you know, you can have it. You can have it. Okay, I'll, I'll, I'll drive out there. You can do this. I'm just going to have to rent all the stuff to you. I'll rent the equipment Okay, to sounds you. good. All right. Best show uh, with Allison starting next week. Bye. Best show. Hey, Tom. Hi. To whom am I speaking? This is Colette from Athens, Georgia. Colette from Athens, Georgia. How are you tonight, Colette? I'm doing great. How are you? I'm all right. I'm still a little sick. Yeah. Been sick for a while. I don't know what this is. Oh, it takes, like, the car accident is, like, shock is a hard thing to to not get sick through. Yeah. I think my immune system went away. Yeah. And I've just been, I've been susceptible to getting sick now. And things I, I also have run myself down a little bit, Colette. I'm not sleeping a whole lot. Just a little. Yeah. Well, you know, I got to get some sleep at this point. What if I just fell asleep on the air? Would that be a good show? Do you think uh, I could fall asleep? I, I guarantee I could fall asleep on the air. I think, yeah, you probably could. I think you'd get away with it. It'd be a good, uh, a good advertisement for Casper mattresses. That would be a good advertisement for Casper mattresses, but they don't sponsor the show anymore. Oh, ah. Uh. That's fine. Don't worry. So what's going on tonight? Uh, second call from, I... second call from Georgia tonight. Yeah, yeah. It's weird how that works sometimes. Um, a lot of, a lot of people in Georgia. Um, I was calling about, uh, like, the, the worst decision I ever made that, like, turned into the best decision I ever made through, like, some weird, like, magic and circumstance. Okay, so it seemed like you were going down the wrong road at first, and then suddenly you're like, wait, no, this is the right road. Right, exactly. What was that? Uh, this time it was my dog and his chew toy. 
what kind of chew toy makes that kind of sound? Uh, chew toy with an obnoxiously large squeaker. Uh-huh. Okay. So what was the what was the decision that 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 uh, led you to this uh, place, Colette? Uh, one summer, I uh, spent the only two thousand dollars that I had in my name on uh, wrestling school, and I lasted all of like five hours before getting a concussion. Um, so, how old are you at this point? Oh Jesus! I, I just graduated with my master's degree, so I was like twenty six. So you're 26, you sign up for wrestling school, Mm -hmm. and the wrestling school, as soon as you're there, you're like, wrong decision. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I thought it was, I thought it was going to be great. Like, it was something that I wanted to do. Like, it seemed like a really fun way to, like, wreck myself, Uh, because, like, you get to dress in cool costumes, and you get to, like, yell at people, uh, which like is all very fun. Um, but like I fell incorrectly, like the whole purpose of wrestling school is to teach you how to fall. And I didn't do that. Like I, I crashed and burned like four hours in, I like hit my head at like, I fell and just like hit, hit the back of my head against the ring mat and then like kept doing exercises for a while. Um, until until like I had to run to the bathroom and throw up and then like have my sister drive me home from downtown Detroit because um, you had a concussion. Like, yeah, I couldn't drive. I tried to drive. I drove like a block and and like oh, gave up. Like I just pulled into an abandoned building parking lot and like that was it for me. Um, but uh, but yeah, I don't know. It was like the it was the strangest thing. Like this this like childhood ambition that I had wanted to do my whole life. And, like, it spent, like, a significant amount of time, like, actually getting ready for it. Like, I trained and I, like, did, like, all kinds of stuff. Like, I was on a diet and I lost a bunch of weight. And um, it was going to be, like, a lot of fun. And it wasn't. But, like, the weirdest, like, the weird circumstance, like, surrounding that besides, like, um, just, like, failing so miserably at something uh, and, like, leaving with no money, like, there's no refund, um, for wrestling school tuition. Um... So you left with a concussion. Yeah, I, I paid $2,000 for oh. a concussion, basically. <laughs> oh, um... That is... Yeah, that takes the cake. But yeah, how did this turn good. into How did this turn into a good thing? Um, it's like, it's really weird. Like, I wrote an essay about it, and the essay got me into a different graduate program in Georgia, like, where I am right now. So, like, it let me move from Detroit to Athens, uh, and in Athens, like, I, like, took a year to kind of, like, uh, reorient myself after I had a car accident that, like, was as bad, if not worse, than the one that you had. Um, it was a head-on collision with another car, oh. and after a year, after a year of that, like, this, like, big, like, thing, like, it was kind of like waking up and, like, realizing that, like, something had to change significantly, um, so, like, when I kind of, like, woke up from the car accident, or, like, you know, like, metaphorically woke up from the car accident, um, I decided that I was going to, uh, like, go for, uh, gender transition, um, which wouldn't have happened at all, like, because I would have been stuck in my mom's house in Detroit, uh, like, working for a company there, uh, had I not gone to wrestling school, written an essay about it, 
had that take me to Georgia and get me into a car accident where I was like, oh, I should probably do this thing that I want to do before it's too late. Um, so, like, you know, just, like, a lot of weird, like, random circumstance stuff that, like, led me to, I think, like, the most important and best decision I've ever made. That, that's a really good story. That actually, because, see, that shows you were on the right road the whole time, but it's, it, was, yeah. it wasn't smooth on the right road. Right, you never know. Like, you never know until, until like, the decision happens, right? Like, yeah. that you're on a good path. I think that's a, that's a, that's a great story. And I'm, thank you. Do you think it's too late for me to do some kind of wrestling school? I don't think so. I mean, like AP Mike started doing the wrestling manager thing. And, um, I think, I think that you, you could definitely do it. Like if you just showed up and, and were, um, like another corner man for the friends of Tom, you know, uh, I think that that would be pretty good. Like you'd probably have like a pretty natural feel for it. Like I don't know. you're, I don't you know. talk like you're you're a natural talker. Um, I'm talking about actually engaging? getting like, in the ring. I'm talking about getting in the ring, oh, smashing smashing know. fluorescent light bulbs off my face, uh, <laughs> hitting myself in the head with a folding chair. Yeah, right. Um, uh, I don't know. I, glass. I I couldn't I couldn't do it and at 26, and I don't know that I could do it like two years later. So. Ladder match. What if I did a ladder match? I would be into seeing you in a ladder match. That'd right. be that'd be great. Um, now, for people who don't know, ladder match is, is what now, Colette? They put a ladder in the ring, and you got to get up and ring a bell or something at the top. There's of the like ladder. a ladder, a ladder in the ring, but like hanging from the rafters of the arena or the bingo hall that the wrestling show is in is like a hook that has either like uh, a championship belt or um, like a, a contract for you know, a future title opportunity or, like, a briefcase full of money or something like that. So it's whoever gets up that ladder gets Yeah, it. and claims claims the prize. Yeah. I'm going to have to do a ladder match with these uh, guys working out there, right? Yeah, I'm sure that they would do it. At the top of it, they get to, they get to come for another week. Yeah. Like on the best show. That's what's <laughs> at the top of the ladder. No, I wouldn't do that. I got to say, look. I don't know how this started, the, 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 the teasing started with these guys. Whoever started it, I don't like it. I think. The teasing? The te- teasing Mike and teasing Dudio and teasing oh. Matt. I don't know who started it. I jumped on it trying to be cool. Like, total peer pressure. Yeah. I've, I've been teasing them for like the last two weeks now, I think. Right. Right? Yeah. <laughs> Two weeks. It sounds about right. Yeah, like one or two weeks I've teased Mike and Dudio. <laughs> I was showing off. I'll admit it. Yeah. Someone came in here. I can't remember who it was. They started ripping on these guys. And then I joined in trying to be cool. And I've done it for about two weeks now. I've teased them. And I don't like it's It's, as they say, not a good look for me. No. And I don't like it. I apologize to Dudio and I apologize to Mike for teasing them and I'm never going to do it again. That's good. That's good. It's good. We need to enter into a more positive society. Exactly. We do need to enter into a more positive society. Thank you, Colette. No All right. problem, Well, Tom. you have a great night and I will talk to you, you soon. Bye. And I'm going to find out who started this teasing. And when I find him... I'm going to get him. 
and I'm going to drag them right in front of you and uh, to Mike and Dudio and make them apologize when I figure out who started the teasing with these guys. Because they're class acts, those two. Sure, they're not perfect. None of us are perfect. Dudio's always scheming and trying to passively aggressively uh passive aggressively sell out Mike for literally any perceived infraction and Mike is half out the door most of the time unless I mention apmike.bandcamp.com and I don't know what he's doing him and that photographer friend they're they, I don't know what they're up to these days but I'm not going to do it anymore I tried to, I showed off, I tried to be cool. My apologies to both of you. Mike did tell me, cause I was saying with Podmass that I can't, the show can't get in Podmass anymore. Mike told me that if I gave him $1,500 to play with, that, uh, we'd be back in Podmass. And I don't know what that means. I'm not doing it. I'm not going to, I'm not giving Mike $1,500 to, I guess, what, pay off the people at Podmass who haven't mentioned the show all year. Even though we've had some of the most spectacularly, uh, 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 inventive high watermarks in the history of this show. I guess I didn't, I didn't review uh, onion rings on it. That would be what they want. The show with the hamburger uh, men, whatever it's called. Listen to, so what do you think about the ketchup at Burger King? 45 minutes later. How about the mustard? Best show. Hi, Tom. Hi. To whom am I speaking? This is Jessa in Santa Cruz. Jessa in Santa Cruz, which is a cool place, right? Yes, I agree. Who's from Santa Cruz that people would know? Um, Maya Rudolph went to UCSC for a little bit. She's not from here, though. Okay, that's cool. <laughs> yeah, but she is cool. Isn't Jesse Thorne from there? Uh, he went to UCSC, but he disparages it regularly, so... So you're down on that. Well, I I like UCSC. I like Santa Cruz. Look, I, if it but wasn't, I like Jesse Thorne too. Yes. But if, if if it wasn't for his show, I I, I I on that station, I would not know who. He, that's when I found out who he was. Yeah, I used to listen to that in high school. I still listen to him. I like Jesse Thorne. I Me just too. wish he was fonder of Santa Cruz. Well, more room for for you then. Yes, true. So what's going on tonight? So I'm. I'm grading papers, which is not very exciting, but I'm uh, who, calling who, who, because... Who are your teacher? What do you teach now? I teach freshman English. Okay. What what books are you uh, uh, teaching these kids? Uh, we just finished an Australian young adult book called Jellico Road, and now we're reading the Sherman Alexi book, Absolutely True Diary of a Part-Time Indian. Maybe i got to write one of these young adult books, right? You really should. Cause like, so I, I, I see them in the, in the, in the, you go to Barnes and Noble. First of all, Barnes and Noble at this point 
at one point it was a bookstore. Now, like, one-third of it is, like, toys <laughs> and albums and uh, kids, like, kids' books and then uh, comic books. Yeah. And coffee. So, but these young adult books... I could knock one of those things out, right? What, 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 because either they seem to either be about like vampires or like <laughs> snot, right? They seem to be like about one or the other, right? Yeah, I mean, preferably both. What if this was a book? My teacher is a vampire. <laughs> that is definitely a book. I definitely have read that. Well, you read that one already. Yeah. Hmm. Okay. My teacher's a vampire. You read that already. What's one then? But maybe like coming of age, coming of age, and you're a teen that has a podcast. That's not out there yet. My guidance counselor is a werewolf. (laughs) Yeah, that would work too. That would work, right? Yeah. That would be a book. My guidance counselor is a werewolf. Yeah, that would be. And then you could have chapters from the counselor's perspective. Yeah, like with a different font. <laughs> yeah, that's that's necessary. Just because kids, well, they need their hand held that much. They'd be like, yeah, it's being said by a different character now, so uh, uh, we changed the font on it. Well, it would be helpful for me as a teacher because then I could say, why do you think the font is different? And then one hand goes up and you're just like, Okay, Jessica, what is it? <laughs> and the uh, Jessica's just like, well, the well, the font is different because the uh, the it's being told from a different perspective. It's the perspective of the, the guidance counselor when he's a werewolf. Yes, yeah, I would I would really appreciate that comment in class, actually. Look, I'm going to write this, Mike. Write this down, please. <laughs> to do list. Number one, big pig award, question mark. Finally go for it, question mark. Number two, chimpanzee, question mark. In parenthesis, who's got one? Number three, write young adult novel. My guidance counselor is a werewolf. Okay? (laughs) Those are my three, uh, those are the three things I'm going to do before the year's out. That's good. That's a short list. I think you can do it. Yeah. Thank you. So, uh, well, 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 to what do I owe this call? Um, well, I've been listening for a long time. But. And I've never called. But. And I made a deal with my ex-boyfriend that if I didn't call, I had to buy him a pie. This guy sounds like a real drip, huh? (laughs) You've called the show before, so... Is he a snooze? Well, we're not together anymore. He's he's a good guy, though. He wants me to call the best show. He's not that good, good. right? You don't like him. (laughs) You like him, you you, you tolerate him now, right? Well, I don't want to buy him a pie. A pie? Yeah. What do you mean, like a cherry pie? Yeah, that was the deal. If I didn't call him, then I had to buy him a pie. You could go to a grocery store. They're like $4. Yeah, 
Yeah, but I would have to ship it because he, he lives in New York. Or, and where are you? I'm in California in Santa Cruz. Oh, that's right. Of course. Sorry. You could send him, send him a gift card for uh, for ShopRite. <laughs> for one pie. You could buy a $5 well, now I don't gift, have to. You buy a $5 gift card and he'll have money left over. That's pretty generous. All they do is make these baked goods at these grocery stores. They just, they're, they're barfing those things out. The, the per unit cost is like nothing. Is it good pie? Probably not. Would yeah, I eat probably one? Not. On a bad day, yeah, I would. On a good <laughs> day, I would hope I would stop. Am I having more bad days than good lately? Yeah, I am. So would I eat one of these pies? Yeah, I would. So I would say to you, well, look, now you don't have to buy him the pie you called in. What does he have to do, though? What was there, there had to have been another side to this bet. Well, this is this was a bad bet because I didn't. He doesn't have to do anything. This is not a bad bet. This is uh, this is like a flawed, and it's it's like who takes a one sided bet? Well, I just what, I thought it would be good motivation for me to call in. You're still caught up in this. You're caught up with these high school kids, these freshman high school. You're like on the playground taking a dare. Yeah. What's the most rude? Yeah, I have some what's things the, to work on. What's the most rude thing a, a, a student ever said to you? Um, I have a tattoo, and a student asked me if my tattoo was my only friend. Wow, that is one of the most rude things. Uh, first of all, I have to say that kid is hilarious. That's yeah, it, I did laugh. That's like an ultimate burn. Yeah. To say that, to go up to a teacher and say, first of all, going up to a teacher and say, did they say it playfully or did they say it me- meaning to hurt you? Well, he said it, he, he, he delivered it really effectively because he said, you know, that's a nice tattoo. Is your tattoo your friend? And it seemed playful. So I said, yeah, I guess so. And then he said, oh, is it your only friend? <coughs> wow. That kid. I got to say. That kid won that exchange. Yeah, no, he did. I had to. I had to acknowledge that. Is your tattoo your only friend? What is the tattoo of? It's a salmon. Okay, well, that's an. And what what led to you getting a salmon tattooed on your arm? Um, it's not a very good story, but it. We don't have to tell it. To, we don't have to. Yeah, tell it. it connects to a childhood friend. Okay. You got a salmon tattoo. How big is this salmon? It's not very big. It's uh, it's on my wrist. Okay. What if I went and got some ink finally? What do you think about that? Maybe that's time. Uh, Maybe that's what, yeah. what I'm missing in my life, some ink. Right? That could be it. Maybe that's number four Mike, for the to-do list. Mike, rearrange the list. Number one is what now? No. What's number one on the list currently? Big Pig Award. That stays at number one. What's number two? Chimpanzee. Move Chimpanzee to three and add in Get Some Ink. And write in parentheses, Salmon Tattoo? <laughs> I might just get a Salmon Tattoo also. I'm, I'm okay with that. Well, you have a great night and thanks for calling. Thank you. Matt?
Al Horford is a player in the NBA. Good guy, a good, good, good player. Not, not the world's most inspiring guy, to be fair. He, uh, currently plays for the Boston Celtics. I haven't heard this clip yet. He, he missed, he missed a game. Because he he was in Atlanta, which is the city he used to play in, uh, uh, until this year he's in Boston, because of uh, the the birth of his daughter. He missed uh, he missed a game so that he could be present for the birth of his daughter. And now this guy, what's his name here, <clears throat> Mike Felger, who's a Boston uh, radio and TV guy. He went off on him for missing the game, saying he should have been there. Cause, uh, we'll hear a clip. I want to hear this clip of this, this guy explaining why this guy should miss the birth of his child for a basketball game that he. They do have one nit to pick, one little thing. Al Horford, your $30 yep. million dollar man, however much you pay yep. him a year. Sat out tonight because he had a birth of his kid. Yep. Was it yesterday? Yesterday, yes. Yesterday. He had the birth of his kid in Atlanta. The game was in Miami. Nothing wrong with that. Really. I know when you make $30 million a year, it ain't much to get a private jet. Wick would probably pick it up <laughs> to fly down at 3 o'clock from Atlanta. It's a 90-minute flight to Miami, play the game, and come right back. I'm sure his wife is in the hospital, surrounded by nurses, mothers, <laughs> aunts, relatives, I just say it, Felger. Spit it out. I would have gone to the game. I would have played the game. Yeah, I, nobody want. So there's guys who are a dime a dozen who want to who act like they would ever be in some special circumstance where anyone would need them to ever like do anything that no one else could do for them easily. So he went off on this, and then I gotta say. I know when people now, uh, the, the, the one of the, the parlance of the time is to always say that someone is your new favorite person and all the, you know, that, that you see. But I mean, I'm going to say Al Horford's sister, Anna, might be my new favorite person. She wrote on Twitter, yeah, Mike Felger can F right off. <laughs> and, um, Then uh, people were saying to uh, her, like they thought that Anna Horford was Al Horford's wife, and she said, um, for any new followers or just people who are late to the game, Al is my brother. I did not have a child this weekend. I was getting drunk. And, yeah, she, I think she, and I was looking at her Twitter. It seems pretty awesome. But these... These sports guys, you, 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 you think they were, you think they were the toughest guys ever. None of them ever played anything. And they're, they're always invariably sta standing next to, uh, or sitting next to some, some actual, like, former athlete who always disagrees with them. Cause they don't know what they're, like Mike Francesa, this guy, and I know I've talked about this guy ad nauseum. But this is this guy's windbag. 
who sits in a chair. He sat in a chair for 35 years saying how it is in sports. He, he's never come within a, a mile of playing. And he said, I, I know that's how it is. That's, that's what commentators do. They comment. Look, I talk about things all the live long day, but you want to know what? I also do things. I do things. I'm not here talking about saying who's not funny and then I'm not funny doing it. I'm funnier than these other people I talk about. I'm already the funniest person taking a step down to talk about other funny people. I, am I coming down from Mount Olympus or a little bit? Yeah. That is where I that is my dom- d- dominion. Sure. Am I better than everyone else? Yeah, I am. Am I funnier than uh, 99.9% of comedians? Yeah, yeah, I am. Yeah. When comedians talk about hour-long specials as if that's some uh, miraculous achievement, and I'm here doing this three hours a week, and I know I could pull together uh, 10 hours a year. And put them out and match their one hour? Do I feel that that's true? Yeah, I do. Do I? No, I don't. Why? Because that's their turf, not mine. It's always these bl- these bl- these blowhards. This Mike Felger. Anna Horford, I tip my hat to you. Greatest tweet. I'm going to retweet it right now. Retweet what? I'm not retweeting it. I messed up. Sorry. Best show. Hello. Hello. To whom am I speaking? This is Beth from Long Island. Beth from Long Island. What's up, Beth? Well, I actually, what I wanted to talk to you about was was about the killing season. Oh, wait. Are you a producer on the killing season? No, no, no. Okay. Because there's this but, show. Just to reiterate for the listeners, there's this show, The Killing Season, which is like some sleazy exploitation show that A&E yeah. is airing. Just kind of mm-hmm. like f- fear, fear. Is it? Would you say it's a fear-mongering show, Mike? Mike says it's a rip-off of Serial. So, yeah. So this show... They have a. They're talking about this this guy on uh, who's murdering people, yeah. the Long Island serial killer, and then they start abbreviating it as him as Lisk, and that's Mike's last name. Mm-hmm. And again, Mike don't, doesn't need more dumped on his plate. This guy's ready to blow right now. I'm telling you, I almost think calling him the Long Island serial killer might set this guy off to become. The Long Island serial killer. He's going to get in his car and drive out to uh, Sheep's Head, wherever. What? Gilgo Beach. He's going to go where? Gilgo Beach. Gugu Beach? Gilgo, I think. Gilgo? Gilgo Beach. I think think that's how you pronounce it. (gasps) That's yet, and look, I don't know, two things about Gilgo Beach, but it says yet again... Why New York beaches are garbage. And all these, yeah. new, you don't ever hear new, you don't ever hear people from New Jersey saying, yeah, I'm going out to a beach in New York 
for the weekend this summer. No, not unless they're going to the Hamptons. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> it's always it's not New even York. nice in the Hamptons. You walk around these Jersey beaches, you look at the cars, half of them have New York plates. They should tow them all on general principle, right? New yeah. Jersey plates only. Parking for New Jersey plates only. That's what I say. So, Beth, you mm-hmm. have seen this show. Yeah. Well, it was also, it was something, it was something of wrong road, of wrong decisions for me to see the show because it kind of just said, oh, there's all these people out there and they're doing bad things and we don't know who they are, but they're out there and, and you don't know who, who they are and that kind of stuff. And so it put like a lot of like fear in me. And then I had it, I was sick on Thanksgiving and I had to stay home alone. And I was just like, because I watched this, I was just so like afraid. I've never been afraid to be alone before. But so except for now. So this show put yeah. the fear in you. Now you're worried that the list is going to come crashing through your window. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Because I grew up in the time of like Jomini Ramsey, Elizabeth Smart, of like people. Like I was always afraid of getting abducted, but I kind of grew out of that until... I saw this show. Here's the only thing I could think, Beth, that can mm-hmm. fix this whole thing. AP Mike has to catch this guy. Right? Well, there might be multiple guys. Lisk ver- well, he's got to take all of them on then. Lisk versus Lisk. Right? Lisk versus yeah. L-I-S-K. Mike, what do you think of that? Well, Lisk versus Lisk. Put this on the list, Mike. Big Pig stays number one still. Get Ink stays number two. Chimp is now number three. What's four? Yeah, that's five now. Four is make Mike organize serial killer capture squad. Why do you want a chimpanzee? Why do I want? I want to play. I want to just hang out with a chimp at some point. But they're they're vicious. They're yeah. oh, they're vicious creatures. Okay, you shouldn't well, they're not be around vicious. Them. But you never know. Like it's kind of. I'm not gonna put my face up to them. Okay. Well, this is okay. okay. Well, here. Oh, Beth, Mike, connect. You're going to bring this chimp with you, and you're going to work this chimp into a into a frenzy. He's going to be so irked. So then, when you finally figure out where one of the the Lisk serial killers are, you're going to throw the chimp right at his head. The chimp is going to be your number one weapon. What do you think about that, Beth? That's a, that's a good show, right? Yeah. Mike should get a, uh, these are the weapons he's going to take out there. Chainsaw. Okay. A whip. Like Indiana Jones style. I um, see it. A shovel. And a chimp. And then we're going to, we're going to, we're going to customize his car into a total, uh, serial killer, uh, we're going to put one of those like train gray things on the front, the cow pusher yeah. or whatever they call them. Okay. And a butterfly net also. 
Okay. So this Mike's going to need to put together a serial killer squad. Lisk force. So if you are out there, you think you could be on Lisk force. It's going to be Mike and four other people trying to catch the Long Island serial killer who could be more than one person. Because this sle- yeah. sleaze show, Killing Field, what is it? Killing, killing Season. Yeah, they, they work up this poor, this poor, poor woman, Beth, is terrified out of her skin on Thanksgiving, a day where you're supposed to be giving thanks. She's, she's hiding, uh, behind her turkey, worried that some serial killer is going to come crashing, uh, through her front window. And yeah. Mike, Mike's reputation's been smeared now. He's a laughing stock. Uh, he, well, he was a lot. Look, he, people are scared of him now. They're not laughing anymore. It's like he was a laughing stock, but that's been taken away from him now. He could. He wants people to laugh again. He's. Does anybody remember laughter? That's. <laughs> and that's what Michael will be playing from his. We're, we, we're going to need to get him a van. A windowless panel van that says like uh, that's going to be tricked out like nobody's business with stuff to catch these serial killers, right? Yeah. Do you want in and on this, Beth? Do you want in on this? Um, no, no, I I, I wouldn't be good at at you know finding people. I'm, I no, you could be myself. on the squad. You could be on the squad. Well, I kind of don't well, want to mess with that. Then what if you just drove? What if you just drove the van? This is a pretty a pretty passive thing, but you'll still be a hero when when you guys catch all the when you guys catch the Long Island serial killer. I guess, yeah. So I got you down as the driver. It'll be you, Mike, the chimp. Um. Who else should be on this thing? Brett Davis, probably. Probably Kevin Brett James Davis. Kevin James is shooting a show in Long Island. Who's that? Kevin James. Kevin James, okay. Yeah, I heard they shoot that Kevin James show out in the sticks. Is that true? Yeah, they do. Yeah, in Best Page. The hotbed of show business. So this yeah. is who it's going to be. Mike, you, Brett Davis... Kevin James. I'm going to throw Pat Byrne in there. Pat Byrne. Pat Byrne. Who else? Who else do you think would be good, Beth? Who else would help um, Mike out? One of these wrestlers Mike's hang, Mike's hangs out with now. Jeff Cannonball. Throw him in there. And John, John, J. George. The two of them. We'll throw them in. And then uh, Sal from Impractical Jokers. He'll be there, too. And they'll go out, and they're gonna, you guys are all going to catch the Long Island serial killer. I think that I think this is going to be... A, and then that's how you'll erase uh, this Lisk thing hanging over your head, Mike. Because, again, this show, Killing Season, they made up this thing. And it didn't exist, did it? No. Uh- 
Well, they're they're kind of bringing it to the forefront, I guess. No, but Mike Mike said there's an entire book about this 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 this, this uh, crime, or the, the the this criminal or criminals, and mm-hmm. not once in the book do they ever say Lisk as the thing. So I'm gonna say this, and this is how you got to start these things off. Mm-hmm. We got to let the these Long Island serial killers know we're coming for them, right? Yeah. And look, this can be a standalone file that can get passed all over the internet. Hi, this is Mike Lisk. Usually I'm known as AP Mike, but now thanks to the producers of The Killing Season, my last name has been besmirched beyond recognition standing as an acronym for Long Island Serial Killer. This has spurred me on, as I am a believer in justice and goodness in the world, to capture the Long Island Serial Killer or Killers. I have annou- I am announcing the AP Mike Lisk versus Lisk Tactical Team Squadron which will be heading out to all points of Long Island to capture you. My team is comprised of Beth, a chimpanzee, comedian Brett Davis, wrestlers Jeff Cannonball and Jay George, Pat Byrne, and Impractical Joker star Sal Volcano. And Kevin James. And star of Kevin Can Wait, Kevin James. Availability pending. Okay. We're coming for you. So get ready. We do you need t-shirts? You take, look, there's going to be shirts, Beth. Don't worry. It's going to be shirts, <laughs> the whole thing. This can get edited out of the thing. We're coming for you. I dare you to come after us. Take take your best shot, you murderous trash. We're going to get you. And then, and only then, will the name Lisk be restored to its previous glory associated with buying bootleg DVDs in Dwayne Reed parking lots. And other Bayonne activities. Here, we're coming for you, Lisk. Signed, Lisk. Alright, this is gonna be great. Mm-hmm. You guys are really got, you got your work cut out for you. Yeah. I love it. Well, Beth, thank you for the call. Thank you. Alright, you have a grand evening. You too. Nice. Bye. You got to get Charlie Morgan in on that thing, Mike. Of your own special, right? We haven't heard from Charlie in a while. See, have you heard from him? I hope he, I hope he's doing well. I would love, I would love to hear from uh, Charlie. If you're out there, Charlie, don't be a stranger.
It's a good caller. I'm going to play something. Oh, wait, no. First, I want to tell you all about something, my friends. Holiday shopping. It's so hard. We know how hard it can be to figure out the right gift for people. It's tricky. Either the the thing is hard to figure out what they want, or the price point is too high if you want to get a nice version of something for them. Well, thanks to Movement Watches, M-V-M-T Watches, all of that gift-giving anxiety can vanish with the mere press of a button over at their website, mvmtwatches.com slash best show. What are these movement watches? Well, they're well-made watches. And they are available at an amazing price point, starting at only $95. These are high-quality watches that would be $400, $500 easy in a department store. Because Movement figured out that selling the watches online, they were able to cut out the middleman and all of that markup. So that way they could offer you the best watch at the lowest price. The designs are classic. The construction is high quality. You can check them all out over at mvmtwatches.com slash best show. They've sold over 500,000 watches. In over 160 countries. So skip the crowd. Skip the lines. Get a watch for someone. They'll be blown away by it. They're going to love it. So this is what you do. You go to mvmtwatches.com slash best show. And you'll get 15% off. With free shipping. And free returns. So now's the time. To get, to tell time with a watch from mvmtwatches.com slash special movement watches. They say join the movement. I say movement watches. Tell some time, bruh. And now it is time to hear something. For one of my all-time favorite bands and all-time favorite people, Danielson family from the album Brother Son, Cooking, Mid County. family and look that song's called cook in mid county from the album brother son he's a he's a daniel smith the town the whole family is super talented daniel 
keeps the, this thing going that I, I feel is just unbelievable. He's like a, I don't throw the word genius around lightly, but he's he's close to that in terms of tapping into things and making art that is completely expressive the way no one else could do it and being good at it, great at it, he's the best. You find out, you go get there, I think it's Danielson.info might be the way to find out about the Danielson family. And... One other thing I wanted to let you know, uh, we are, uh, I said I was going to give out things to people who went to the mural that was up over the summer, the best show mural in New York City, and we're getting that together now. Uh, my friend Amy is helping with that, so she may be contacting you, and... So if you're one of the people who showed up at the mural and posted a picture of it on Twitter, you will hopefully be hearing from us very soon. Let me know if you don't so we can get everybody's info all together and and get everybody taken care of. I said I would get everybody, I'd send everybody who went to the mural something and we are going to do that. And... Oh, one other thing I do need to tell you real quick before I forget. Before I forget. Don't want to forget. We all love uh, Neil Haggerty, right? Howling Hex. Guys in the best bands ever. Pussy Galore. Royal Trucks. Howling Hex. If you are in Denver, or you want to go to Denver, this is for you. I'm going to read it. Escape to Denver and visit La Cour Bistro, which is uh, at 1643 South Broadway. La Cour proudly presents the Howling Hex every Saturday. From 4 to 6 p.m., no cover, table and bar seating. Take the Zero bus down Broadway to the Mexico Avenue stop. There are over 11 dispensaries in the area. The Denver Peace Room features Howling Hex every Saturday, 4 to 6 p.m., La Cour Bistro, 1643 South Broadway in Denver. Music, food, chairs, coffee, lights, a Saturday peace out, 4 to 6 p.m. LaCour Bistro. Every Saturday. If I was in Denver, I'd be there every Saturday. Go check it out. Love Howling Hex. Let's go back to the phones here on the Best Show. Best Show. Hey, Step Uncle Tommy. How those bad boys are hanging? Ugh. I don't like that. Uh, Hey, Chip. How are you? Um, well, for people who don't know, um, every, I guess most people, for people listening, I would, I'd be shocked if people knew. Maybe. Mm-hmm. Well, this is my step nephew, Chip. And, uh, can I ask how, uh, Chip, how you got through 
uh, on the line because we're actually in the final week of no dude Vember, which uh, no no dudes can get get through. Oh yeah, I know. Um, I pretended I was a dog when uh, Mike asked who I was. You pretended you were a dog. I did. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> how? Okay, I'm trying to picture this now. You? How would you have pretended you were a dog? To get past uh, AP Mike screening calls. Well, you know, he answered the phone, and 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 I just said, "Hello," and he he goes, "Oh, hi, boy," and I went, "Will I talk to Tom, please?" And he said, "Oh, sure." He said, "Are are you a boy dog or a girl dog?" And I, I said, "Girl dog," and he put me through. He put you. Th- Oh, okay. I I can't believe that actually worked, but uh, at this point, who knows anymore? I don't know. What? I was doing a dog again. I said, I don't know as a dog. Okay. See, I don't hear it as much as a dog. What do you hear it as? I don't know. I'm not, it doesn't invoke dog to me. Uh, That's exactly how how Benji talked in, in his films. Benji, the dog Benji. You know what Benji's last name was? What? Mackenzie. I didn't know Benji in those movies had a last name. A lot of dogs have last names. Okay. Lassie Jenkins. Okay. Yeah. What about like Rin Tin Tin? Rin Tin Tin, um, uh, I think it was Kentworth, English dog. Rin Tin Tin Kentworth. Yes. Mm-hmm. Do you know the dog on Frasier? His name was it Eddie? Eddie, yes. Uh-huh. Do you have any idea what his name was? Munoz. Eddie Munoz. Yes. Okay. Eddie, well, that's... I didn't know these dogs had last names. They do. It's a whole thing. Look it up. Uh-huh. Okay. Yeah. Not right now. No, I wasn't going to, Chip. Don't worry. Uh-huh. So. Can I ask you something? Uh, yeah, sure. Look, um, you ain't mad at me because of what I said at Thanksgiving, are you? Um, you know, I would say that depends, because uh, you sure said a, a lot of things on Thanksgiving. I did. Mm-hmm. You did. You don't know whether you did or not. Yeah, you 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 took over the whole two-hour dinner. You monopolized the oh. whole thing. Huh. Well. uh... Blame it on the weed, right? Yeah, I I thought there was a good chance you were high. And the Coke. Coke? Yeah. So you were doing Coke on Thanksgiving. Dude, look, it's a proven fact that everyone at the first Thanksgiving was puffing cup and doing giant lines of Krell. George Washington, um, Frederick Douglass... Iron Eyes Cody, all them dudes. I did my research. Now you do yours. Okay. Well, I'm going to I'm going to openly uh dispute the idea that they were doing coke uh at the first Thanksgiving. Oh man. All the all the big historical American events are are laced with weed, coke, um rush like, you know, locker room, you know, the stuff you smell, all kinds of stuff. Like, you know that, I, I think I heard you talk about it once, the um, the Neil Armstrong 
you know, when he went on the moon for the first time ever. Mm-hmm. And he went down and he, and he said, that's one small step for a baked man. Oh, this is, no, this, uh, some callers talked about this. I, I, I think I was arguing with them about that. I've never heard, they said it was edited out or something. I think he like hit his, you know, he was baked, so he hit whatever his communications button was by mistake. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and you couldn't hear baked, but that's what he said for sure. So this is how you, so you're looking at this as being patriotic. Absolutely, yeah. Man. So you're, you're actually honoring America by, by doing coke, uh, for, uh, before Thanksgiving dinner. Of course I do. Yeah. Okay. Well, huh. I, I'm going to disagree with that on a, a variety of fronts. Okay, well, you're not mad about the prayer, are you? Well, yes, that I'm definitely mad about. Because uh, huh. for for people, uh, I don't know if I've ever talked about this on the show or not, but uh, I've got this, this long, there's been this long-standing tradition in my family where every member of the family, uh, a different, would lead the family in a Thanksgiving prayer. And you get to kind of pick a, a a song that you feel is appropriate uh, lyrically, and everybody. It's a great idea. It. It's a great idea, and it's a long running tr- tradition that's been going on for for as long as I can remember. And right. this year was finally my turn, so I had figured that I would do. Uh, the the yes uh, time in a word, and I'd memorized thirteen pages worth and so I got the song memorized thirteen page prayer, ready to go, and then you did what I guess I would say you prayer blocked me. and you started doing your own thing while I was cleaning off. Pudding that was splattered all over my shirt by you. Hold on here. Are you accusing me of deliberately soaking you with my warm pudding? I don't like how you put that. What do you mean? I'm not accusing you of soaking... Okay. Yeah, you splashed me with pudding. I didn't mean to. Uh Uh-huh. Well, I, you know, I... God knows whether you did it on purpose or not, but it made a mockery of the whole prayer. And it, to, to be honest, it looked like you were making the whole thing up as 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 you went along. Oh, I was. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. that's. Of course, I was. Are you kidding? That prayer is so old and out of date. It's not even funny anymore. The part about girding the sharpling loins against the steaming hot plunging sword of our enemy it's like so disturbing it's not even funny yeah, okay well that part of the prayer was maybe a little inappropriate but not nearly uh as offensive as the as the lyrics you were uh dropping on everybody are you kidding i kill everything i f is just as relevant today as it was when kevin allen wrote it in the 90s uh-huh okay the 80s is even older than that yeah yeah so yeah, please, that that would not fit his 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 nineties oeuvre, right? Yeah, which had a different. He toned it down a little bit then. 
Yeah, and I think he was getting more into like a more of like a bluesy, uh, like almost roots rock feel. Then I think Gigi Allen had 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 he not passed away, uh-huh. how long has it been at this point? Was it 1993 that he passed on? Uh-huh. Yeah. So we're talking about 24 years. I think if, if he had not passed away, if he had not passed on to on to the other side, mm-hmm. I think he would be making records to rival that mid-period John Mellencamp stuff. Like what? Like Scarecrow? Scarecrow, uh-huh. Um... What's the one that had hot dogs and hamburgers on it? The, the Lonesome Jubilee. Yeah, okay. Hot dogs. I think he'd be doing stuff just like that. I think he'd have like a... I think he'd, he'd... After that even, I think he would go into like a Tunnel of Love Bruce kind of thing. I think he'd he'd polish it up a little bit. I could see him working with... Um, gosh, I don't know. Uh, like Ross Robinson? Exactly, yeah, yeah. Wow. And also like Phil Ramone. I think he could do both. Really, you think that Gigi Allen would have ended up with kind of playing with, like, for like if he, if they got Billy Joel's band to back absolutely, him up? yeah. It, it's no secret that he was he was secretly jamming with. Uh, well, I guess I just I just voided the first part of that secret out by saying it was no secret that he was secretly pl- playing. Right, so that kind of kind of nullifies the secret part. Right. Well, anyway, it's clear that it was no secret because anywho, he sang yes. That. Yes. Yeah. Um, he was jamming with Liberty DeVito, Billy Joel's drummer, when he passed on. Okay, wow. Liberty DeVito was the drummer that night at the gas station. I didn't know that. True, yeah. So he was already starting to get these pro-session guys yeah. around him. So at the gas station, which is... a makeshift venue at best exactly yeah and he actually did a, a his own version of um oh, what's the song um ballad on the stranger the ballad on the stranger. just the way you are okay. yeah but he he changed the lyrics to don't go changing to try you are yeah i had to bleep all of that all of it Everything yeah, I would have too. Yeah. It's sick, isn't it? So, how much could Gigi Allen have been paying a guy like Liberty DeVito to, to like, come down and jam with him? Well, you know, Merle held the, pur- the purse strings okay. uh, for the murder junkies, so... I think I don't think Gigi was really involved in that. I'm I'm sure. I don't know. For all I know, Merle was paying him in, in like bootleg videotapes. Sure, that's that's possible. That, yeah. Uh, that Liberty Devito is getting paid in bootleg videotapes rather than probably the sixty five hundred dollars it would cost to get him to show At up least. to do a show like on an off night like that. Yeah, and I haven't even I haven't even brought up uh, Kazim Sultan yet, who was playing bass that night. The guy from uh, Utopia. Yeah, he's now in Brewster calling well, you jerk. I didn't. Well, then was he? No, no, he wasn't. You jerk. See, when I name check a star, I like to to reference their entire oeuvre. Uh huh. Yeah. Yeah. Well, he was in Utopia at that point. Not 
Blue Oyster Cult. Well, we can argue about that all night, but I don't want to. Okay. Because I want to. I think you're mad about something else. Mm-hmm. All right. All right. You think I'm mad about something else? I do. I oh. do. Well, you know, I'll say this, and I'm putting this as politely as I can. Okay. I'm very flattered that you're interested in my my writing career, but I did not feel that Thanksgiving was the time or place to talk about any of that. Well, look, I just wanted to pick your brain about, about you know, TV and movies and writing and all that stuff. I mean, it's no secret that I harbor dreams of becoming the next Norman Lear or the next Rob Zombie or preferably some cool combination of both. Oh, so you'd like to be a combination of Norman Lear and Rob Zombie. I would. I, I, I think I could really write, um, you know, programs with a heart that also um, are incredibly violent and have some of the finest hacksaw use you've ever seen on the silver screen and or TV. So it would be pro- programs that had a heart and and also some maybe some social commentary. Absolutely. And also people being dismembered. Yes. The the. The other kind of commentary is that heart that we previously mentioned being cut out of, a, of its chest okay, so, and held aloft. So literal heart. Absolutely, yes. Okay. Hasn't well, been done yet. Mm-hmm. Well, look, you could be at the forefront of that movement. That's true. Uh-huh. Although Jesse Dayton, he is, uh, he's, he's uh, gotten the ball rolling, that's for sure. Jesse Dayton. Yes. I, I don't know Jesse Dayton. Well, you will someday. We should talk about some other stuff, though. Uh-huh. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Speaking of like writing and, and the nuts and bolts of, of TV and, and movies, mm-hmm. this has plagued me forever since I first started watching them. Uh huh. Why don't people ever say goodbye on the telephone? Hmm. Yeah. They just say the thing like, all right. So I'll meet you there at four o'clock, and then they hang up. Click. I don't know if I've okay, ever. Okay, see had... you at six. Yeah. Click. Where? I don't know if I've ever had a conversation where I've gotten the information from someone, and then just quickly hung up on them. Right. I've done it to chicks. That's for sure. Uh, well, okay, that's you. I I've never done it to anybody. Okay. Uh-huh. So that people saying goodbye, not saying goodbye. I don't get it. And, uh-huh. and here's what I, I think you, because you're in the industry, you should spearhead a bill or an amendment to the Constitution that ensures that proper goodbyes are said on screen. Well, I don't know how that would track uh, legally, but it's it's definitely something that irks me, sure. It would certainly lift the spirits of this nation right now. A bill. I think so. Yeah. So, yeah, that's that's really, I think, what would lift the spirits of America. And um, what, what, like an amendment to the Constitution? Is that what you said? Yes. Yeah, yeah. For, to make sure that people say goodbye in TV shows. Yeah, or like throw away one of the old amendments and put that one in its place if there's too many already. Sure, okay. Hey, have you seen Westworld? A little bit, yes. Oh, I really like it. You I like think it? it's really fun. Uh-huh. I like things where it's like alter. It's like a other reality, and you don't know who's who's in charge or what's going on or what is consciousness. Mm-hmm. I love the show, but there's almost no humor in it at all. Uh huh. Yeah. You should write for it. 
for Westworld. Yes, yeah. Okay. What, well, what would I do? Off the top of my head, I, I think, like, you should write this new character in who's like a, a cowboy robot who complains to the guests about, I don't know, like sub sandwiches, and maybe he ranks the top 100 candy bars in, in great detail and in real time. Sure, okay. There you Something go. Something like that? Yeah. Uh, you got your little shot in there. No! Yeah, no. I think it would be cool. Oh, you think that'd be cool in real time? Absolutely, yes. All right. Just like the radio show. Sure. Oh, yeah. Oh, so, and it sounds like that was such a, such a loving, uh, endorsement of, of that. I was, I was punching that to make sure it, it tracked. Oh, okay. Sure. Oh. Hey, speaking of TV shows. Uh huh. I'm addicted to Locked Up on MSNBC. Have you seen it? Where they go into prisons and things? Mm hmm. Yeah. Harrowing stuff. Really? You think? It's oh yeah. Like, what, what, how, but, how so? Oh well, it's like it's you know it's it's you know you're locked in a cell and it's it's crazy and everyone's mean to you. But I'll tell you, I will watch any prison show at this point. I think probably because it's like my ultimate nightmare. Mm hmm. Which you know, of course, like most guys, is having to exercise in front of other gentlemen in shorts. That's your ultimate nightmare, isn't it? Yours? To, uh, I've never, I've never considered it as something to be scared of. Mm. I'm, look, I would not like to do that. No, I would, I would hate to do that. Yeah, but I never singled it out as. Uh, a fear to to hold on to. Don't be surprised if you have a nightmare about it tonight. Uh huh. Well, I I hope I don't have a nightmare about me being in prison, exercising in front no. of other people in shorts. Hey, you know what? What? We should work up a gilet. A gilet. Yes. What? What? What is a gilet? Well, it's a pilot for a jail com. Mm -hmm. A pilot, which is a yeah. But for what is a jail com? Yeah, a jail com is a comedy that takes place in a jail. I didn't know. Okay, a gilet. Yeah, yeah. You know, I know for a fact that Warden Jacobs at Newbridge State Penn is taking pitches for gilets all this week. Okay. Let's try to come up with something right now. I come up with a gilet right, or, or a jail com. What a concept. A gilet right, for what? a jail com. Pardon me? It would be a gilet... For a Jailcom series. Exactly, yes. Okay, well, let's, sure. Okay, well, well, you have an idea? Okay, what if there, I'll just start. What if there's like three three guys in a, in a cell, and uh, how about they're listening to their transistor radio, and they're giving away tickets for the big, um, I don't know, the big Foo Fighters concert. Okay. And the one guy reaches out of the cell and he, he, you know, he gets the payphone that's right next to the cell and he dials the number and, and he wins the tickets. Okay. Like he's the hundredth caller or whatever. Exactly. Yes. Okay. Yeah. All right. And he gets two tickets. To see the Foo Fighters. Yes. And but he's in prison. He's in prison, yes. But he's got to get out to see the Foo Fighters. You take it from there. How does he get out? How, how, how does he and... Oh, and there's also this other drama of who, which cellmate does he pick, because they all like the Foo Fighters. 
Yeah, I mean, that's, they're a huge band in pretty much every prison. Guys just, uh, they love, well, I guess it's go, it goes back to that thing of working out, that that's good workout music. I think it is, yeah. You know? All my life I've been waiting for something, so right? Just like, clink, clink, right? 49, yeah. 50, yeah. let's do legs now. <laughs> and, and then, like, if you're cooling down, you probably listen to, like, like one of the acoustic ones, right? How would, how would a song like that go, acoustic? Like an acoustic Foo Fighters thing would go like, like, if anything could ever be this real forever, if anything could ever be this real. I can't even hear you. You sing it. Yeah. The only thing I ever ask of you, you got to promise not to stop when I say when. Like, like where he's whisper, he's whisper singing it because he might not have the greatest Ballad voice. Well, I don't think we're here to judge that. Okay. Yeah, you're right. What happened? Right. All right. So, so what happened? They got to get to the pri- they, these two these prisoners. Say he picks someone. Yes. Like he picks his cellmate. Yeah. Now they need to get to this Foo Fighters concert. Yes. Um. I guess they would have to. Uh, I know we're thinking the same thing. On the count of three, let's say it as the same. Ready? Yeah. One, two, three. Walk out Laundry of the jail card. backwards. What was that? Walk out of the jail backwards. No, I, I think they should get in a laundry cart. Like a laundry cart. Okay. I think they could also dress as, uh, pretend that they were there to entertain prisoners. That's funny, too. That's good. Or, like, they wait for someone who's there to entertain prisoners, and then, like, they kind of conquer They give them chlor- uh, a chlor... What's it, color forms or chloroforms? Chloroform. Chloroform. A, they chloroform. They knock them out. Yeah. And then they dresses them, and then they have to do the show. Oh, I like it. Because they knock them out before the show, not after the show. They make and they have mistake. to be them. Yeah. So you, you could double dip. You could get the Foo Fighters, and you could also get, like, maybe, um, maybe Kurt Vile and the Violators are playing there. So Kurt's playing the prison. Yeah. And so then these prisoners see Kurt and the violators. Right. And they knock them out. Yes. And then the prisoner has to put on the denim jacket. Yes. And. Kind of shuffles out. Mm-hmm. Not quite. doesn't look like he knows where he's going. <laughs> but then plays really well. Exactly. And yeah. Beautiful. Great. And, but then. And then kind of also... Uh, Shrugs. Yeah, and goes... Shuffles yeah. out. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe that's how the warden knows it's not Kurt Vile, because they, the guys don't do... Yeah. They directly. Go. Yeah. And the warden's like, wait, that's not Kurt. That's right. And then then they... So do they get out into the Foo Fighters show or not? See, see, I thought they would get out, and then they have to get back in now. That's true. That's a at the real... end of the night. Yeah, because they're good guys. They're not going to escape. Mm-hmm. They have to honor their 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 commitment to serve their time. Yeah. So they... I thought I thought maybe they the other guy who's left he would you know do the old uh, bed sheets tied together down the down the the outside of the jail and they would climb up and that's when they get caught coming back in. Yes. 
well, what if this to kill to to hide that they're out? One of their pals has to pretend to be them at the same time. That's really good. So he's running around pretending to be this guy and pretending to be that guy. That way, people have seen them. That's great. And no one knows they're missing. That's great. Well, God help me. I guess I, guess I came up with a, 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 a jail com with you. I love it. We can work out the stabbing at some point later, but I think it's great. The, the what? Stabbing. Stab? Why is there a stabbing? Well, it's prison. There's got to be a stabbing, right? Sure, we'll work at we'll we'll figure a way to work the stab. Maybe that great, could be, great, that could great. Be a, Hopefully, we can a get a, a deal memo on this at some point soon. Sure, yeah, yeah. Like that, and that could be a, the right, like a B story. In it. I think so. Yeah. The stab. Oh, hey. Yeah. Speaking of music. Uh huh. What do you think about this guy Trip Whiting and this whole city country movement that's going on? The what movement? City country. City country. Yes. What is city country? Well, it's this new genre of country music that's starting to get really huge. Basically, it's that new country music that everyone does that sounds like if, I don't know, if Train had a pedal steel guitarist who only played for five seconds on every song. But the songs also have this weird anti-rural slant to them. Uh-huh. I, I guess what they're doing is they're trying to appeal to like maybe college-educated young people or something. I don't know. So any- it's weird. Yeah, I don't know anything about this. Well, most of the songs are about convincing a girl from the country, you know, from the heartland, to leave her corn-pone boyfriend and start a new life in the city with the guy that's singing the song. Huh. Okay. Yeah, yeah. There's this one song. Um, it's called... Uh, Get them painted on jeans to the Chateau Marmont. Uh huh. Okay. And it, it, it's, it's something like, um, oh, it's like he's filling your head with small town bull crap, and I hate how he's always wearing that backwards ball cap. You gotta leave that rube in rural Minnesota and join me in LA for some mimosas. Doesn't rhyme really well, but it it, it gets the point, you know. So it's cunt, it's like, it's city dudes. Yes. Hating country people. Yeah. It's really weird. But you might want to check it out. Um, Trip Whiting is actually, he's the most popular of those guys, but there's, there's others who are doing it who are really getting successful too, like, um, oh, who else is there? Uh, Jace Winnings, uh, Tux Jansen, um, Blend. I dropped my, Oh, I dropped my Starbursts. What flavor? You know, I did a dumb thing. I eat them. I eat. I eat them like for a couple days, and I hate the lemon ones. Uh-huh. So I put those to the side, like in a cup. Yeah. And now I just have lemon. And then do you just like force your way through a bunch of lemon ones? It's like grudge eating. Yeah. Uh-huh. Grudge bursts. That's what I call them. Grudge bursts. Yeah. Okay. Uh, God, who else is there? Um, Brace Hevner, uh, Staunch Malone, uh, Cotton Crenshaw, Sherp Loftner. Um, Anyone else? There's a bunch of others. I can't really remember who they are right now. Oh, no, wait, there, there's Dave McCoy, uh, Ralston Freed, uh, Clayton Jennings, uh, Rand Benson, uh, Coop Miller, just to name a couple. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, just a couple. Yeah. 
Now, that is not to be confused with this hyper-real country that guys like Broughton, Mannheim, and Scat Clinch are doing. What kind of country? Uh, hyper-real. Hyper, what is hyper-real country? You have heard of this? No. Well, it's like if, if the traditional themes of country music, like, um, you know, heartbreak, marriage, and money problems... If those were injected with some kind of weird, flagrant gorilla growth hormone. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Huh. Well, I don't know what that would sound like. Well, like, there's this one song called What Have I Done? Mm-hmm. That goes uh, something like, uh, I'm having twins at 55 with a woman who's 31. There goes my retirement and any chance of having fun. I'm saying bye to the trips I was planning, and hello to the shifts I'll be manning down at Costco Junior. Costco Junior. Okay. It's like it's like a worse Costco. Okay. Yeah. Wow. And there's this other song called "My Wife, My Lover, My Jailer." Okay, I, I don't know it. Hang on. Oh, I found a, a cherry. Starburst. Under my ottoman. Oh, that's nice. I'm going to save that. Anyway, this song goes, um, She got me sleeping on the couch since I put one in her pouch last summer. The baby's screaming and I'm dreaming about being anywhere but here. It's really heavy stuff. <laughs> Hyper real country. It wow, is. And there's one called family planning. I'm laughing because it's so weird. I can't believe it exists, Tom. Okay. Like Bigfoot. Sure. You can't believe Bigfoot exists? Not really, no. Okay. Well, look, that's I want to believe like I want to hear more about the hyper-real country. Well, the song called Family Planning uh-huh. goes something like, I'm asking you to be my wife and embark with me on a life that's far away from my other wife and the life I have with her and our children. Well, that's... Really crazy, right? It's it's country music can be depressing in one way. This is like depressing without any sort of like art or poetry (laughs) to it. Exactly, it sounds like someone starting therapy, and they're yeah, that's what it sounds like. And you can only take like like two of these songs in a row because they they straddle. I don't know, like the line between titillating and offensive while also being like oddly tedious yeah it's very it there's something so mundane about how confessional it is yeah there's not there's no snazz about it yeah Uh, hey look yeah you brushed it off at thanksgiving but i I really do love those impressions you do No, seriously. You're like, I don't know, a, a rich little for the cell phone generation. A rich a rich little for the cell phone. Okay. I don't I, I don't know if that's a compliment, but Anyway, it's like it's a compliment. <laughs> okay. Would you please do one for me, please? I don't know. What what please. what what do you want to hear, Chip? Oh, I don't know. How about let me think here. What about what about Tommy Chong from Cheech and Chong and Joe Namath arguing about 
I don't know, like what what's the best prog album of all time? Joe Na- Tommy Chong. Yes. From Cheech and Chong and yeah. Joe Namath arguing about the best prog album of all time. Yes. <clears throat> Alright, I'll do this for you, Chip. Well, I'd I'd say that the uh the 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 most legendary prog album of all time would have to be Close to the Edge by Yes, which I feel has some of the strongest uh progressive uh, melodies that I've ever heard in a uh an album. Hey man, I I got to say you're wrong. It's Tarkus, man. Tarkus. Tarkus is my favorite, man. It's got a Armadillo with guns coming off of him, man. I find Emerson, Lake, and Palmer to be quite uh, indulgent in spots. And yes, is much more compositional, which I'm, I'm more of a fan of. Well, I don't know, man. When Keith Emerson starts playing Unlucky, man. I don't know. And that's not even on Tarkus, man. <laughs> well, Tommy, what do you think of King Crimson? Look, man, I was a big fan of uh, Court of the Crimson King, but they kind of lost me in In the Wake of Poseidon. Uh, You should check out Lark's Tongues in Aspic, which uh, has some of their most majestic uh, work as well. Uh, The the playing of Robert Fripp combined with uh, Bill Bruford's drumming is uh, exemplary. Uh, Hey, man. You ever uh, listen to Tall Man? <laughs> I can't do any more. Does that make you happy now? Put Mike on. Mike's Mike. What do you want to say to Mike? I'll relay it. What kind of sorcery are you performing over there? Stop with that. They're right there. With, you summoned them. I didn't summon them. Oh my God. Um, I didn't know whether to laugh because it was hilarious or be terrified out of my my BBDs. I still wear BBDs. Underrated brand. I didn't, I didn't need to know that, but um, wow, yeah, that's that's top shelf entertainment if you ask me. Okay, well, th- thank you. Hey, step uncle, step uncle Tom. Yeah, what's that, uh, step, step, uh, nephew chip? That's an unwieldy, step very home. unsatisfying, uh, yeah. what do you call that? It feels like you're missing the first third Uncle. of the word. Yes. Go ahead. You're really smart, right? Um, alright. I, 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 I don't, sure, I don't think of myself that way necessarily, but I, I, I'm flattered you'd say that. Maybe you can help me with this this problem I'm having. Mm-hmm. If I drank a, a like a bunch of water, and then I got dropped in the middle of the Sahara Desert, would I have to pee, or would I sweat it all out? Okay, I don't I don't know if you had to if you'd sweat out the water you drank in the in the middle of the Sahara Desert. I have no idea. Well, you don't have to yell at me. I'm not yelling at you. I'm just saying you are. A fair I can tell by your voice. Okay. It's like I'm over this guy. Well, I'm all right. I like that impression of me. Also, uh, speaking of impressions, I just feel like it's a question. I don't know what the point of that question is 
to call up on my the radio show. It's a question that's never been asked, probably, right? Well, not every question that's been asked, it, that doesn't mean every question should be asked. It doesn't know, I don't know if it's interesting or not. Are you going to tell me that the first guy that ever ate a hot dog, like, didn't say, oh, I wonder if I should eat this or not, and then he had one, and then everyone loves hot dogs? I don't even know what that means. Do your research. I've done mine. Famous Nathan said it. Fine. Okay, so that's what famous 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 Nathan said. I wasn't getting into you with a, a thing with that. Well, I don't like it. You don't like it. I should have clocked you at Thanksgiving, but I didn't. Uh huh. Uh huh. Yeah. Well, I don't piece know. of grunt. Uh huh. Oh, that's charming. That's well. Nice. I'm your step uncle, and that's how you talk. I'll to fight me. you. Uh huh. I will. You'll fight me. Yeah. Yeah. I'm sick of it. Uh huh. I'll tell you one thing. You're lucky I'm at night church right now, or I would ride my unicycle over there and wrap it around your dumb, stupid face. Oh, thine kingdom on high shall comfort the afflicted. But I'll tell you what. Mark my words. I will get you when you least expect it. Remember that, okay? Fine. Wait, what? The sheaves of thine heavenly substance pour over the hungry masses. Now, I'll tell you one thing. Hope your insurance is paid up because you're going to need it. Oh, that that's nice. That's charming. Oh, come to us, O flagrant truths of the holy land. Your love on thee. I meant your life insurance. Oh. Huh. Oh, that's nice. Nice threat for, from a family member. That's charming. I do have some uh some some sad news on this uh post Thanksgiving. Uh friend of the show uh uh Wally Wacky Man. Uh he's been a long time uh caller and participant in the show. Um Wally Wacky Man hit some uh some stores on Black Friday. In an attempt to get a flat screen TV. And by all accounts, he was in a, a, a tug of war with a flat screen TV, fighting with another shopper. And they were arguing. Then the shoving, the, the tug of war turned into shoving. And the shoving turned into, uh, a scuffle and by all accounts Wally Wacky Man <clears throat> pulled out a knife and stabbed a shopper and is the person's fine the person made it out okay they went and got stitches but Wally ran and is on the run he is not he is not he's still with us but the police are looking for him 
and he has been labeled as armed and dangerous. Like, literally armed. Like, he's... He has an arm in him. So... I guess I would say, since there's a reward for him, for his capture, if we get him, maybe we could put a little network together and try to capture him, and then split the money. I think that would be a pretty good, uh, <clears throat> pretty good plan and a good way to get a little bit of uh, a little pocket change here for the holidays. What do you think about that, Mike? Mike's too busy putting his team together. He's taking this uh, Lisk thing to heart, and he's really going to... He wants to catch these uh, Long Island serial killers and get the money. Well, the money. He just wants his good, his good name restored. He's sick of this treatment. I find it nauseating. <laughs> Phone number 201. Three three two three four eight four here. Final half hour of the best show. Everybody loves him. Giorgio Murderer. Giorgio Murderer from the album Holographic Vietnam War. That's games on Pelican Pow Wow Records. Gotta love it. Gotta love it. And this is the Theme Weavers, the new theme. Theme Weavers LLC. You can get, they put in, uh, 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 an EP out of Record of 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 uh, best show themes and what Nazis, what Nazis? Like, why do I do that? Where'd that come from? I've done that more than once. What Nazis? You can get it over at uh, on iTunes or or uh, Bandcamp. It's called. Nothing but the best, the very best of Theme Weavers, LLC. <coughs> Spotify, Amazon, iTunes, Bandcamp. Go get it. Go check it out. It's great. Theme Weavers. Love them. <clears throat> best show. Hi. Hi. Uh, Tom? Yes. Hi, this is Olivia calling from Los Angeles. Olivia from Los Angeles. What's up, Olivia? Uh, I just wanted to call in about the topic. Um, this is my first time calling. And um, the road that I wish I went down was learning a musical instrument. And I just, like, I like growing up, I learned how to, like, play the piano and play the clarinet but I never followed through and now that 
I've gone to like so many concerts and everything. And when I see musicians perform, I'm just like, ah, like why I should have just like stuck a little longer to learn like piano or like learn how to like even like play the triangle <laughs> for that matter. Sure. So, so the idea of stopping was the, was the, uh, the wrong road for you. Yeah. And like my parents, like, didn't like I mean they were good parents but they didn't like push me enough to be like oh you should really like stick this out or like give it a try and see they were just like oh she doesn't like it like we'll just we'll just let her see what else she's interested in like fine what's what else she'll find something else yeah and like I mean I have found like other stuff to do but like a part of me is just like oh like why weren't you guys a little more stern with like the musical aspect of it to really kind of give you some some impetus to keep going, and to give yeah, you yeah exactly push. yeah yeah and I know yeah I know I agree I I know what that's like I know what that's mm-hmm. like now Olivia and like I've been going to oh go ahead no, I'm sorry no 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 you've been going to oh I've been going to concerts and I'm just like appreciating music more and more and it's just like how artists go and I've been actually going to a couple of concerts with um, someone that you actually know. Someone I know. Yeah. Who's that? Um, his name is the H-Man. Oh, I know you, Olivia. Yeah. You're, you're, uh, we've met before. You're awesome. You're such a yeah. nice Yeah, oh, thanks. You're, you're, you're nice amazing person. as well. And I met Terry, and she's pretty cool as well. <laughs> Yeah, well, we've we've met a few times. Yeah, and, like, I've been going to concerts with him, and then we just see so many, like, amazing groups perform. Like, we've seen Islands and Man Man, and it's just like, ah, like, why can't I just, like, couldn't have I stuck it through to learn these instruments? Well, Olivia, I'm going to ask you this. Yes? Are you over 80 years old or under 80 years old? Uh, I'm under. <laughs> and you can learn an instrument still. This is not done. You're not done yet. That's true. I like. Oh, I always like use the excuse that I'm too busy, but oh, that is you, a really good way to look at it. You could even if you practiced for a half hour a day, you'd get you'd you'd you could get really good at something real fast. Aww. You should Thanks do for it. the encouraging words. What instrument would you play, <laughs> Olivia, if you could? pick an instrument um if i could choose an instrument i would try to learn how to play the saxophone honestly (laughs) then you know what you should do you should go go get a saxophone go rent a saxophone and try it out and and get some lessons there's no way you're too busy to take a, a half hour saxophone lesson a week and try to learn and see whether you like it or not that's very true, and I mean, I just, I haven't even thought of that, like, just hearing that, it's like, oh, like, just take some time in, like, 30 minutes, even, and that's, that's true. What are you doing to yourself, Olivia? You're boxing yourself in, you don't have, you, 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 you're, you're, you're being your own worst enemy here. Yeah. <laughs> you're naysaying yourself. Yeah. Go do it. Go. If you want to do it, do it. You'll regret it. Think about it now. If now you look back, now we move Olivia forward 10 years from now. Now imagine if 
at this point in late 2016, you had started playing saxophone. Ten years from now, you'd look back and suddenly you'd be good at the saxophone. You'd be like, I'm good at the saxophone. And it would make no difference whether you started playing when you were 10 or wherever you're at now, age-wise. makes no difference. Yeah. That's a good way to put it, yeah. And I would say this. I was going to say, I was literally going to say this, not knowing that this was you, Olivia, the uh, uh, lady friend of the H-Man, my former protege, <laughs> the H-Man. I was going to ask you, I swear, I was going to say, Olivia, do you know who Wally Wacky Man is? <laughs> I was going to say that not knowing that you obviously know who Wally Wacky Man is. Yeah. I would say this with this Wally Wacky Man. I'm hearing people say that they on good, they have good, it's some good intel here that Wally Wacky Man is tied in with this Long Island serial killer thing. <laughs> that he might be Lisk. He might be setting up Mike as Lisk. Mike, <laughs> does this worry you? You might, because look, you hate Wally Wacky, man. He hates you. He could be out there getting this, getting Lisk spread all over the place. He's walking, we know he's got a knife. He stabbed another Black Friday shopper. <laughs> and I did just get a report that that shopper did uh, pass away. So he is wanted for murder now. So anybody who apprehends Wally Wacky Man uh, will be a hero to society. So Olivia, my my two cents, and it's just worth two cents. You can do, you do, if you want to go play an instrument, you go start and play the instrument. Go do it. Who's stopping you? You know who's stopping you? You! You're the only one. <laughs> You're the only one stopping yourself. And if you don't, Very then don't true. do it. Don't do it. But if you want to, do it. Seems like this. Um, I really appreciate I'm it. I'm going to say this. This sounds like a, and this is uh H-Man's listening. I think you just got your uh, your holiday uh, present uh, uh, broadcast to you, buddy. Literally, <laughs> for for uh, what Olivia uh, is asking for. Go get a saxophone. Go rent a saxophone and set some lessons up, buddy. <laughs> All right, Olivia. Look, you have a great night, and thanks for calling. And it's good to hear from you. Of course. I hope I see you good soon. Good to hear from you, Tom. Okay. All right. Bye. Okay. Best show. Hello. Hello. Hi. Oh, I know this, this is, is Roxy in Los Angeles. Yes, it's Roxy in Los Angeles. For people who don't know, there are regular callers to the show, and some of them uh, drive me up the wall, and some of them I, I can't wait till they call again. Roxy is one of the, the people who I can't wait to hear from. She legendarily went on a date. Which is a part of the best show program where uh, the, 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 the I will pay. What is that? It's the little girl I'm babysitting. You're babysitting? Yeah, she's tired. Baby what? 
Well, she's not a baby. She's a toddler. Ba- but a toddler, a human toddler? That didn't yes, sound a human. human toddler. We've been yeah. listening to the show together. Hi, baby. Is she's not on? happy right now. Is it on right now? Is this, can she hear it? No, I threw on a cartoon so I could call you. <laughs> well, look, this is what I'll say. Roxy went on a date with another listener named Roger. Doug. What's his name? Doug. Doug. And they went to see Dirty Grandpa, and I paid for it. And anybody who meets another Best Show listener and you want to go um, and uh, ask them, uh, if two listeners meet and they want to go on, on a date, I'll pay for the uh, to go to the movies and some snacks. But the catch is that if and when you get... Uh, you go, the relationship goes the distance and you get married. I get to design the wedding cake and have some creative control over the wedding and it's in many aspects of the wedding. And I, uh, also have some say in the name of any children. I have some, I don't, don't, I'm not the decide, I'm not the deciding, uh, vote on that, but I have some input. Like, you'd be, like, the godfather, kind of. I just want to name the kids. I can, I can have some say in, in naming the kids. You name pets pretty well, so I feel like you name kids pretty well. Yes. So, Roxy, what's going on? Not a lot. You know, recovering from Thanksgiving so that kid's and life a, in general. That kid's in a bad mood that you're babysitting. She's fine now. I just she's put on now. a cartoon for her, and she's what? fine. She's right. easy. Chris is like a kid I've worked with for three years. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I'm basically her mom, but I'm definitely not a mom. Yeah. But you're looking after her. Yes. So, right road, wrong road, anything come to mind for you? Oh, man. So much. <laughs> I'll go with right road first. Okay. So I figure. I feel like... The, Best thing I've done for myself ever this year, I recently did yoga teacher training and I became a yoga instructor and it's something I always thought about doing for the last like five, six years, but could never really pull the trigger and do it. I was not confident in myself, but then I did it and I realized I was really good at it and I love teaching yoga now and I think it's probably the best thing that's ever happened to me. Well, that's fantastic. You are now a registered License? What is it? A license? I'm a certified, certified yoga instructor. Certified. Yes. yes. Certified. I can teach anybody yoga. So pretty I, cool. I, I like think doing that's it a lot. Fantastic. I didn't. I thought I would be really scared to do it because it's like it's a lot of speaking. You speak for pretty much a whole hour, and you know, being in charge of other people's bodies and how they move them properly is kind of important. So yeah, but you yeah, can do it. The what? You can do it, and you do do I it I can now. do it. I am doing it. <laughs> I teach a class every Wednesday night, so. Mm. If you live in L.A. and you want to go to a class, come uh, to How do people find this <laughs> class? Hey, look. No, you're going to walk 99% of the way there. I, I would be, I have to say, how can people find out about your yoga class? <laughs> I'm sorry. <clears throat> I'm a jerk. No, no. How can people find out if they're in L.A. and they want... To take oh. yoga with you, how do they find um, You can find me on Instagram or Facebook under Sad Girl Yoga. Yoga for people who hate yoga. <laughs> there you go, Sad Girl Yoga. Yep. 
Yoga for sad people, yoga for anybody. Should be accessible and affordable for everyone, in my opinion. So, and you don't have to be flexible to go to yoga. That's a total myth, and that's a weird thing that people say to get out of going. So, so okay. All right. <laughs> a lot of people will be like, I'm not flexible enough. And I'm like, you don't have to be flexible. It's all about stretching. It's not that big of a deal. But do people get more flexible as they stick with it? Yes, definitely. And I feel like my mental well-being my, has gotten better since it as well because, I don't know, I have depression, and that's basically the reason why I do yoga. So, I don't know. I feel better in my head physically and mentally when I'm doing it. So. Well, that's awesome. Now, can I, just say, can I just say um, the uh, – you you grew did you grow up in New York right? Yeah, I'm from Long Island. You're from Long Island, well, mm-hmm. how would you feel about? I want to tell you if I name a few things, you tell me how you respond to these things. Number one, okay, I grew up out on the East End though, okay, so well, I like okay. Number one, AP Mike. <laughs> He's from Long Island. No, I'm gonna give give me give me a, a, a one to ten grade on how you respond to these things. Oh, okay, okay, sorry. Yeah, AP Mike, one out of ten. Ten being what? The best. One being the worst, ten being the best? Yeah, AP Mike. Seven. Seven. Mm. Shockingly honest. Um, Capturing serial killers. Ten? Ten. Okay, good, that's that's an important one. Ten out of ten. Chimpanzees. Ten. Ten. Jeff, Jeff Cannonball and Jay George, wrestlers. I don't know who they are, okay. so I don't no, know if okay. I can read them. I'll say five. Five. Okay. Well, I congratulations, Roxy. What? You are now a member of AP Mike's serial killer capturing squad. <laughs> because you can you can do like a yoga thing and hide. It'll be like in Ocean's Eleven. They had that one guy who could like squish himself into like, like a. I'm gonna say, can you? I'm gonna say since you can do yoga, I'm gonna assume you can do some version of. Oh, that kid! She just said that I'm on the phone. What? Marlo, it's okay. Hey, it's okay, babe. Give me one minute, okay? Why are you crying? Cry. You don't have to cry. Yeah. Can I talk to okay. her for a second? Can I talk to her for here, a second? Here, you want to talk to Tom? Let me talk to TV. Here, come here. Talk to my friend. You don't want to? Come here. Say hello. Oh, she's okay. not having no, it. She's not Sorry. Having well, look. Here, Dean, you want to talk to him? Go okay. take care I'll of the kid. Go one. take care of the kid. Okay, I will. <laughs> right. Have a great night. Best show. Hi, Tom. It's Jessica from Ithaca. Jessica from Ithaca. What's up, Jessica? What's going on, babe? How I, I recently is... dyed my hair, which is exciting news. What color is your hair now, Jessica? Uh, it's like blonde. And you went from? Brown to blonde. Brown to blonde. Now, is it true what they say? 
Okay. I'm kidding. I don't what know. is it they say? I don't know. What do they say? That blondes have more say. fun. Are you having more fun? Yeah, I think I am. Well, maybe it is true then. Yeah. Now, what would you think of this AP Mike trying to catch a serial killer thing? I think he can do it 100%. You think he can do it? He's got what it takes. He's got the drive. He's got the motivation. He's got the skills. I just hope if the serial killer, killer or killers heard when Mike came on, on the, on the show on Mike and told them that he was coming for them. I just hope they didn't take that as a, that they're not like fortifying right now. Well, maybe he just really puts them off guard. That's what really, maybe he'll just become a very effective serial killer killer. Yeah, he'll be like Dexter. Yeah, this could be a serial. Yeah. And then they'll have to do a show about him now. <laughs> right? Lisk, uh, Lisk versus Lisk. Battle, <laughs> serial killer. Lisk versus Lisk. The serial killer battle of, of Long Island. How's that sound? It's catchy. Mike, we're going to also get you a flamethrower. Okay? But whatever you do, don't let the chimp near the flamethrower. Especially... Yeah, he needs all those improvised... Oh, sorry. No, no, go ahead. Yeah, well. He just needs those improvised slide tools, like on uh, Burn Notice. He needs to like teach us how to be a how to be a serial killer killer as he's serial killer killing. Well, what you just said is valuable, Jessica. Uh, in terms of improviser, Mike, we're adding to the team. Charlie Todd, head of improv everywhere, because he can help with disguises and uh, different scenarios when you figure out who these guys are. He can become a new person on the spot. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And I picture at one point when Mike and, and Charlie Todd Cat are like next to the serial killer, they're going to end up doing that patty cake thing to get out of it. <laughs> you know where they go like, patty cake, patty cake, baker's man. <laughs> Bake me a cake as fast as you can and a punch on can. Mike? <laughs> Mike? When you do that patty cake thing, punch on the word can. And by all means, tell Charlie Todd to punch on the word can. Okay? And, uh, do you need some sort of slingshot for the chimpanzee to, like, launch him at people? Yeah, yeah. Wouldn't that be good if he had, like, a, like a, like a, like an elastic band? And banana peels. And banana peels. Yes, the chimp obviously has to, have like a banana belt. That's <laughs> now the bad guys trying to chase him. Put down the banana peels. Yes, AP. Who, who this? The Lisk. They're on the run right now. Lisk. He is scared. Yes. <clears throat> or they. There could be multiple uh, ones uh, members. From what I hear. Yeah, because I, I actually don't know anything about this Long Island serial killer. Well, you need but to I... watch The Killing Season. Is that mm. what it's called? On A&E, it's some sleazy show. <laughs> it's just like sle like these trash, sleazy things that get people scared. 
that the serial killers out there outside their window. <laughs> don't let it happen. Don't don't uh, <clears throat> don't watch it actually, because <clears throat> the producer was supposed to call and said then said no, I can't. I do my own podcast on Tuesday. Yeah, you do your own podcast on what? what, 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 what four people <laughs> listen to that. This is the best show. The the best. Well, really? What if what if she gets on Podmas? Oh no! Oh no! Her podcast will. If she if she reviews a, a fillet of fish sandwich, she'll get on. <laughs> piece by piece, so you I have to review saw, it piece individually. Saw, I never saw a thing in my life. This hamburger man podcast of these two guys. <clears throat> uh, they review hamburgers and different things. They'll be like, "So, what do you think of the special sauce?" Then you move forward a half hour, and they're still talking about the special sauce. God bless them. They figured something out. I didn't. Big announcement next week. I'm done with this. Big announcement. I'm I'm cracking the whole thing open in terms of the best show. I'm, I'm going to take it all. I'm putting it all on the line. I'm serious. Next week, big announcement next week. What do you think about big that, Jessica? Big announcement. Sounds great. Sounds but great. But it might be a bad announcement. It might be that I'm changing things for the worse. Ooh, no. You wouldn't do that to me. You wouldn't do that. I wouldn't be doing it to you. I'd be doing it not to you, but for me. Of course. We'll figure it out. But next week, big announcement. Big announcement. So, all right. I I only have seven minutes left in the show. All righty. You have a great night. You too. Bye. Big announcement, big announcement. What do you think about that, Mike? Big announcement. Gonna shake it up. I'm gonna shake some stuff up. Best show. Is it a hit? Or a miss? Oh, I know who this is. This is the, uh, this is a gold circle level caller. This is one of the, uh, this is in the 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 the, uh, the uh, Mount Rushmore of best show, uh, the current best show callers. This caller is is on that Mount Rushmore. Oh, this the backside of Mount Rushmore. BB from Las Vegas. How are you, BB? I'm good, fella. How are you? I'm good. Thanks for calling. How was Thanksgiving? It was quiet. It was real quiet. We took the usual um, Detroit game. Uh, the usual Detroit game took care of that. Okay. Um, yeah, we just kept it, played it real close to the chest, you know. Wait, you played in the game? No, 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 I didn't. Oh, I wasn't sure. You see, we're talking, suddenly it sounded like you were talking about watching the game, then suddenly it started to sound like you participated in the game. No, no. We, see, we kind of, it's sort of a tradition with me and the big guy, but we'd watch the Detroit game and, um, recall many a lengthy injury timeout. I didn't watch that game. I watched the, uh, what was the second game? Boo. Mm. The Cowboys. I was afraid it was the Cowboys. Yeah. yeah. Cowboys. That team. You know what's going to be the greatest thing is when they lose in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. It's going to be hilarious. Because, like, Cause you'd know. these Cowboy fans now, because, like, they've won, what, 10 games in a row? Mm-hmm. So now you got these Cowboy fans, and, look, Dudio's one of them. He's always 
he's got this giant poster of Barry Switzer. And he's always trying to get his hair like Jimmy Johnson. Barry Switzer. The only thing I remember him for was trying to get a gun on an airplane. Yes. That I I like how when people are like people will say like yeah, before 9/11 things were there. It's like no, you still couldn't bring a gun on a plane. <laughs> like it wasn't that different. Like yeah, it was very different, but it wasn't to where it's just like, "Hey, you guys cool? I'm going to bring this loaded gun on a plane." Sure. But Barry Switzer, the dudio, he's clearly models himself after all the <clears throat> all, after all the cowboy. He, he wears his he's got this hat like Tom Landry. Mm-mm-mm. The pork pie. Yeah. Mm-mm. And during the show, he's like paces the sidelines out there. The wadded up program in his hand. <laughs> yes, he's so. But the Cowboys will inevitably lose in the playoffs. And it will be the funniest thing ever watching these cowboy fans. What? Who's the quarterback now? Dak Prescott. So first play of the playoff game, he hurts himself, and then you know what that means: Romo time. Tony. And then suddenly Tony Romo, the quarterback who flops every year for them, is in the big game. It'd be the funniest thing I ever saw in my life. Mm. And then Tony Romo leads them all the way to victory, except for the final play of the game. There'll be like some insane play, and then they'll like lose. From your lips to God's ear. Yeah. So what? What else is going on, BB? Well, um, well, not a hell of a lot. I was thinking much about the um, the topic you had about uh, wrong, which became right. And I suppose uh, mm-hmm. that pretty much explains my moving to Philadelphia. How did that take shape? Uh, I, I was in Buffalo, and I was, let's see, it was getting to be around four years after I graduated, and I wasn't making a heck of a lot of scratch. And uh, you can... And I was paying $115 a month in rent for a cottage I had to myself. It was... Uh, <laughs> okay. Yeah, so I could pretty much drink my paycheck and still pay my rent. So I'm all I'm hearing now is who would ever move away from that? Exactly. Um, um, who? Um, someone who's trying not to be horribly depressed, I guess. Okay. Yeah, so you got to kind of pick yourself up and so load up the U-Haul. And um, didn't really think too much about it, but I had a little um, money my father had given me. So I got down, I uh, was living on South Street, and that's why it's funny when you're talking about Rocky. I, I called my father. I go, hey, Dad, because the last movie he'd seen in the theater was Rocky. Mm-hmm. I said, you remember that flaming garbage pit Rocky ran through? When he was in training, you know, <laughs> yeah. So that's right around the corner from me. He said, that's great, darling. When are you coming home? Yeah, so you moved. That's where you went, to the, that neighborhood in Philly, which is, where is that? That North Philly? Oh, no, that's South Philly. That's South Philly. Yeah, it was right on the South Philly borderline, like South Street, 8th and South. 
That's that. Is that that area where people park their cars in the middle of the street? No, that's South Broad Street. That's South Broad Street. Yeah, and I, I, that's another thing that's just allowed to. It's just it just happens. So, it doesn't happen from City Hall North. So yeah, cause where people park their cars on the line in the middle of the road. Yeah, just leave it wherever. So you moved to Philly, right? And it was the it was the wrong thing that became the right thing. I would say, yeah, I, I um, moved down there at the recommendation of a someone I'd known for many years, but not that well. And um, so uh, I kind of went from job. It was, I was, the income there was a little bit higher, but yeah, I went through a few different types of jobs and um, lived on South Street for like 11 years or so, and then I met Big D. So that made it right, see? Yes. He's a Philly guy? Uh, he's a South South Jersey guy. Mm. Sorry I told you, I got my, he's my Rutgers, that's my Rutgers boy. Not a lot of people from South Jersey, a lot of them say they're from Philly, but they're from Cherry Hill. Uh, uh yeah. They're no, like, he'll, he'll, he'll cop the Cherry Hill. No right. problem. All right. Anything else you got to say? Because I want to. I'm going to wind it up. Unless, baby, you have any other words of wisdom? No, sir. I just want to let you know I ain't peeping in no window right now. Look, there's one more caller to go. Don't worry. I'm not going to ah. do that to you. I wouldn't do that to you anyway. Oh, you're a prince. I'm a mirror. That's what I am. That means you're a prince. Oh, I thank you. All right. Well, you have a great night, and I, I want to uh, talk to you real soon. Okay, bye. All right, take care. Bye. Bye. Final call. Final call. Best show. Hi. Um, this is Kelly from uh, Raleigh, North Carolina. <coughs> this Kel- is my first time calling. <laughs> Kelly? Yes, Kelly. Hi, Kelly. How are you? I'm good. Um, this is my first time calling, and I'm super, super nervous, but I've been listening the whole time. Actually, me and my best friend have been listening to you. Um, I was thinking about the theme tonight, what the person that was just talking about was talking about, and kind of, I mean, I'm pretty young on the side. I'm I'm 32, and but I've been doing that. I've been doing the bouncing from town to town, trying to figure out what I'm doing. Because if I had stayed the way that my parents had wanted me to stay, I probably would have been weird little CS major who probably wouldn't have gotten anywhere, but right now I'm a costumer and I wash dogs for a living. <laughs> but it's a lot of fun. I might actually be moving up to New Jersey in a little while because I have friends up there. New Jersey's but, Look, Raleigh's cool. Yeah, it's it's interesting here. It's just there's, for me, there's not a lot to do, especially with the kind of things that I do. Like, I never thought I would be a costumer. I never thought I'd be a seamstress, but because if I'd gone with what I had learned in school, I would have, ugh, I would have hated it, but now I sew giant ball gowns, and made a, we made a costume of actually a character of yours in like six hours once, <laughs> big and all, it was great, so. Wait, did you, what did you do? Um, I don't know if I'm allowed to talk about this, but we made a friend of ours for a performance, we made her a Greg Universe costume, six hours, you start to finish. You about, what, wing. am I going to shut you down? I'm not shutting you down. That's awesome. I didn't know. If I... <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah, that well, that's one of our big things. Like we do 
the all the costumes, like anything anyone needs. But that's I never thought I'd be making money this way. So it's like a weird path to how I got here. But mm-hmm. I'm <laughs> really thankful you let me actually like call and talk to you. Of course, Kelly. Anytime you want to call, you call. Uh, thank you so so much. You have a wonderful night. You have an even better night. Okay. <laughs> thank you. Bye. I want to say, last, but certainly not least, tonight is the birthday of a friend of mine. You know him as not Giamatti. He's called plenty of times in the past. His name is John Hoy. And this guy, I will say this. Is he a good guy? Yeah, he's a good guy. Is he a really good guy? Yes, he is a really good guy. Is he in my fantasy basketball league? Uh Uh-huh. Did he win two years ago? Yes, he did. Did he beat me in the finals? Uh Uh-huh. Was it an honor to lose to him? Absolutely. John Hoy, you're a, a nice dude and a sweetheart. And I wish you happy birthday, Mike. We'll figure this thing out. This is not over. All I'm going to say is you better get ready because the way this ends is with you becoming a hero. Yeah. You nominate you? Mike is saying that CNN has a thing where you can nominate the hero of the year, and he wants to be nominated to kind of balance out the fact that his name has been smeared and uh, and now it, 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 uh, eternally linked to uh, a serial killer, which I find to be offensive because, again... Serial killer? No, it's not in not in his not in his makeup. He's a, Mike's in, uh, Mike's a solid guy. Would would he uh, would he do that thing where he gets you to uh, he overpays you on a thing and then ask you to wire him back the difference and then you find out that you. Uh, that he's gonna he's it doesn't send you a refund? Hmm. Wouldn't rule that one out. Would he sell you some seafood that uh yeah. Where you might not be sure what ocean it came from? Yeah, he would. Would he go on a murderous spree? Absolutely not. And Mike, you're going to catch this guy, or guys, or women, or combination. You're going to get him. You're going to bring him down. And you're going to be the hero in the end. Look, maybe you'll eat it on the way out also. I don't know. I certainly hope not. But it's possible. But you got your team with you. 
And worst comes to worst, man, you throw that chimp right at their face. Right? You got to hope that that chimp sees the lisk as like the way like on a cartoon you see it as a banana. Right? You got to hope he sees, he in his chimp mind, he pictures the serial killer as a banana. And then just starts ripping at the banana. Right? <clears throat> Do the voice of what? The, all right, Mike. Now you wore on. You're welcome. I eat this guy. Snatches defeat from the jaws of victory. The, that's how he does it. But you know what? When you take a step back, sometimes you just have to realize you're alone in the ring of life. There's nobody there with you. Maybe you're somebody who is watching their creative life sink lower and lower with each passing week as they commandeer a radio show that does nothing but hemorrhage money and they're passed by inferior talent over and over. Maybe you have had your last name linked to a bloodthirsty maniac. Everybody's got their thing. We are alone in the ring, the ring of life. And then the final bell. If we do our work and we stick up for ourselves... We can catch that squad of serial killers. Or we can change things and the radio show can be great! And you can win that Big Pig Award! What's that, Mike? Get some ink. I'm getting some ink. I'm going to do that list. All five things. Best show, back next week. Big announcement. What will it be? Will it be good? Will it be bad? You'll find out. type of language to me. Maybe I should shut up and listen. Maybe you ought to shut up and stop calling this program. Get off my phone, you little weasel. That's what's great about Pokemon. I've been playing Pokemon, you Ha 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 ha!
Eyes on the prize. Eyes on the prize. It's the laugh, man. What about it? It's just the worst. No, it's not. You love it. I don't.